0: That's no, gonna be a dumb joke. <laughs> then I realized it didn't make sense, which hasn't stopped me before. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. I
1: can't disagree with that, but let me follow up by saying my name's Ian Boothby.
0: Oh, and let me follow further up by saying my name is David Andrew Dedrick.
1: All right, well, it's point counterpoint. I've got a cat named Cohen. Oh. If that helps you to guess some of my passwords on my computer, uh, good
0: for you. <laughs> you're too... I think you're too... even we are too young for that. Yeah. I have been knowing... well, I won't go into that. No, don't. I... Yeah, I won't go into my passwords. No, initially. don't go into your passwords. That's, <laughs> That's a terrible idea. idea. <laughs> a
1: terrible and people will t- hack the uh, walking, Sneaky Dragon site again, and uh, there we road. go. Walking and uh, walking such and such, and do we do? Hey, hey,
0: guess what? Oh, uh, what? No, actually, first, how should you feel? I guess? How are you feeling?
1: Well, first of all, no, I want to know. Can I guess the thing?
0: You can, but first, how are you feeling? How am I feeling? Yeah. Oh boy.
1: Okay. Um, uh, last two days have been uh, have been uh, good. Okay. Oh, Last two days have been good. Okay. Uh, uh, rare episodes of, uh, dizziness and, uh, and, uh, uh weird squeezings. Um, uh, before then, it was a couple of rough days. It was a couple of rough okay. days. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, and, and the weird thing is, like I was telling you, the way it feels is like when, when things aren't uh, happening, it feels like it's gone forever. When they are happening, it feels like it'll never stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and also that it's creepy and dangerous. Yeah, um, yeah, and mostly at night is when things occur okay. as well. Okay, uh, but yeah, no, the last two days uh, incidents have been very, very uh, low. Okay, so that that was nice. So there you're, one, you're was,
0: hoping for some forward progress here. I
1: think so. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think what happened was probably there was some nerve stuff that went on uh, when I when I took my fall. Yeah, and so that just makes things go random, and so mm-hmm. it's random tingles and weird cold mm-hmm. squeezings and and stuff, which you know makes you feel like. Oh, like it, it does feel like this is not good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as I said last time, I did go to the ER. They checked me out. Things seemed fine. Uh, so it's just like this is how it is. And that things were happening at both sides of my body simultaneously was a good sign. That it was just like a nerve thing. And I say just a nerve thing. And that, you know, you you, you feel stuff and it just feels creepy and weird. Um. And, and, and again, at night is where it, it mostly comes. And also at night you're worrying the most. So I think like worry also triggers things. Mm, I think there's a lot of stuff that's been... I think it's just this dog's breakfast of a bunch of stuff at the same time. Yeah. You know, uh, I took the the fall. Some of it is stress-related. And some of it was I got the uh, booster. And so it was a couple of days of side effects on that, which like heightened my sensitivity to everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You know, but the last uh, two days especially have been pretty good. Last night... Uh, there was only one incident, which was, uh, when it was, it really, it felt, it made me feel really sad because I was just about to go to sleep. And it's that moment where you're just about to go to sleep. And, and Pia said to me that something very sweet, uh, she just was saying that she loved me and, but it was like, just as I was going to sleep. So it was that it simulated that feeling of like, where, and I don't know you, you've had this where you're like on a step and you miss a step. And it feels like you're falling, and I, I get that if I'm just about to go to sleep and then get jolted okay. awake, okay, but because of the nerve stuff, it felt like electricity oh. like it was it was magnified, yeah, so it was this like just huge jolt of electricity, and I felt so bad about it because it was something so sweet was yeah. said, yeah, but it really, really messed me up for for a while, huh. so I was like and then i and then I looked it up, and it's i forget the name of it, it begins with an h. Uh, but it's, it's, it's something that happens a lot and it's, you know, benign and it's all fine, but that's good. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was annoying.
0: Is it a hell of a thing?
1: Yeah, it's a hell of a thing. That's right. It's a hell's a (laughs) (laughs) poppin'. So, uh, (laughs) so yeah, that's, that's basically been it. I mean, I'm trying to be honest without being complainy here. Like I don't want to just go good. Uh, because one of the rules I sort of set up when we started doing this podcast was whenever possible, try to be honest about what's, what's going on. Sure. Uh, so yeah, the days before yesterday, uh, there was a lot of good moments in them, but generally this whole thing has really sucked, uh, very, very badly. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, but the last two days have been, have been pretty good, uh, knock on wood and, uh, yeah, just keep. And in between all this, you know, still got to work, still got to do stuff, sure, still got to sure. do everything that you got to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh which is a weird thing. Uh but, you know, the last two days have been good. And today especially has been has been quite good. I went and spent a bunch of time uh reading a very good book at the duck pond and uh and that was so- oh, here was something I did. Sorry to be Johnny rambles. <laughs> But I, I I either did this yesterday or the day before. I can't remember which which of the two days it was. But I decided to uh, go back to the spot where I fell mm-hmm. because I had I went like okay, let's see if there's anything psychosomatic that kicks in there, you know, because uh, I can't really remember it that well, you know, the incident. And in yeah. fact, I didn't even remember exactly what corner it took place on, but I remembered what things look like. And I remember that there were some steps that I sat on, so I would be able to find it. Yeah. But as I got closer to it and walk, I was walking closer to it, and I just was like paying attention to like, all right, what am I feeling? What exactly am I feeling? And, you know, it felt like my my legs were turning to cement. Huh. And it, I just felt heavy. And I literally felt like I was I weighed like 600 pounds. Like it just like so heavy as I was walking towards this. and 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 my body was just like, Getting solid like I was cement. Like, don't go close to this. Don't yeah. go close to this. Yeah. Uh, but when I when I actually got there, it was it was okay. Oh, that's good. And uh, and one of one of the memories I have. I hope you emptied th- your
0: pockets out. Sounds like okay. you're carrying a lot of stuff.
1: I could I could have been carrying, yeah, you know, my lucky uh, bowling balls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know,
1: it's you never know when you're going to run into trouble, and then you it's, just like <laughs> knock over some thugs. <laughs> I like my favorite character in Mystery Man is the bowler. You know that.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that, but now that I, I carry know the idea.
1: skull of my dead father in one of them, <laughs> and I carry the skull of my uh, uh, cat in the other one. Oh. Um, yeah, it's it's disturbing, and I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> and also, it makes my pants fit weird.
0: So one's for ten pin, one's for five pin. Yeah, okay. Because I'm Canadian,
1: I, but I never know when I'm going to go to the states <laughs> to visit. <laughs> And that was nice too, because like afterwards, you know, when I was there, yeah. uh, you know, during the incident, as <laughs> I always like think, you know, all these people were around me, uh, you know, worried about me, yeah, and I and I'm I'm trying to debate them into knowing that I'm okay, and uh, I lost that debate, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: When you got blood good. on the
1: back of your head, yeah, yeah, uh, and, and they've been helping you off the ground. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait a second. No, let me tell you guys.
0: Everything. <laughs> don't don't make any trouble here. This is I don't inconvenience yeah. people. And then
1: when I, you know, I'm, and because I'm Canadian, yeah, I don't want to make any trouble. I don't yeah. want to cause any bother. Yeah, yeah. So when I called my wife up, I was like, I'll just I'll just walk over to the uh, <laughs> urgent care, which is like you know three blocks away. But she's like, No, you're not. I'm like, No, that's no problem. Uh-huh. But there was a little bit of a regret that, like, I wish I could have walked to the urgent care. And so, uh, <laughs> so when I was there the other day, I, I just went, "I'm going to walk to urgent care." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, it was right next door to the building I had to go to anyway. Sure. So, uh, so I did that. And I went, "Hey, I did it." <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of an overcoming the fear, the sure, fear, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Just dump some. Bu- but it was weird how literally heavy I felt uh, walking there. It was mm. this. Ugh, it was like in a dream where you just get heavier and heavier and heavier. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's odd. No, I can understand that. I can see wanting to avoid a place, you know, like, you know, if you had a traffic accident somewhere, you know, whatever, you just want to avoid that. Yeah, a place that that
1: you've had a trauma, like a major trauma. Mm -hmm. And it was weird, like, just being, like, on the steps and just going, okay, so this is where I was, and this is where, okay, all right. Yeah, because it's all so dreamlike. It was, like, literally walking into a dream. Mm -hmm. and just going, oh, all right, yeah, but this was, okay, it was all real. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Anyway, My what I say, uh, my advice still is don't fall. (laughs) <laughs>
0: you're sticking to that I'm against it You're sticking to that
1: Okay, so you were asking me at the top yeah, okay. so guess, I guess what? Guess what? Alright, now is it uh, You can ask some
0: questions about it Is it sure. an
1: event? No is it, a, is it something from the that happened this week to you? It's not to me, but it happened this week Is it something that happened to a family member of yours yes. this week? Yeah. Is it some something that happened to a family member you didn't marry? <laughs> yes Okay, is it to someone who is named that, perhaps? No, or you can't name. Or you can't name. All right. Well, it's another person then. Uh, it's a family member. It's a family member. Okay. Older family member. Younger family member.
0: Younger family member.
1: Okay. That uh, I think I've I've got the family member. Okay. okay uh, did they win a lottery?
0: I wish that was the case. Don't, yes. You
1: you wish, but but you're happy with what occurred. No, you're not happy with what no. occurred. Oh no. Okay. Uh, should I not be joking about this? No, no, it's
0: fine. It's fine.
1: okay. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. It, will it be funny in a year? It's already funny. It's already funny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> does it involve slipping and falling? It
0: does not involve slipping and falling. Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> okay. Has a job been lost because of a funny thing that happened? No,
0: no, no. It's no, no job loss.
1: Oh, okay. No job
0: but loss. But I'll say she's not working right now.
1: Okay. Okay. So she's got a... okay uh she might be, is it because of her uh, she she doesn't want to work is she a hobo now <laughs> she is, is not she an old timey she, 1930s right. she's, taking bindle, she's taking up her bindle She's take up
0: her bindle stick and and she's decided to, to hop the trains. No. It, I'm going to turn over all the cars. It's not her choice. It's not her choice.
1: It's not her choice. Yeah. Has she... Ha, okay. She didn't win the lottery. Has she married a millionaire? She
0: has not married a millionaire, no.
1: Okay. Very good. Okay. Ha, wait. Has she got COVID? Yes. Oh, boo.
0: <laughs> she got Why COVID. is the
1: answer always they have COVID now?
0: <laughs> well, it's funny, though. She, she suspects she has COVID. She tested as negative. Mm-hmm. But her friend where she was staying, she was staying with her friends in Agassiz and she uh her friend tested positive for covid and then her friend's husband tested positive for covid mm. and then all of his coworkers tested positive for, co- for covid right. and so eve tested negative but she feels she said i feel kind of gross right so i kind of think i maybe have it and it's just not showing as you got
1: a fever or any of that uh... she
0: yeah i just kind of feverish and, and yeah. you know okay but well, he, she's she's vaccinated so
1: right but here's the thing too is like the things that you would do, you should do yeah. if you're feverish yeah. and feeling lousy are the things that you should do yeah, anyway. If you, yeah, anyway, yeah. like you yeah. got COVID, right? So yeah. it's like yeah.
0: you should be staying home then, mm-hmm. so
1: you don't mm-hmm. give your 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 coworkers
0: yeah. the flu, well, especially because she does uh, pre and post school daycare with with little kids. So yeah, she you know if she feels sick, she doesn't go in anyway. So good, good, okay. Um, How many days into this is she? Yeah. I guess it started. About three days ago.
1: Okay, so she's almost through. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know that that period.
0: I was talking to Mary, uh, who told me that they they traded. Well, she went. She um, borrowed Eve's car, so they did a car trade in a parking lot. And Mary went in and bought them some supplies. And she said, "I the supplies were bacon, chocolate ice cream, and popsicles." So she said, "It feels more like they're having a sleepover than a COVID sure uh, lockdown, but that's okay. Yeah, but um." What was kind of funny? The reason, what made it funny, was that her her friend's boyfriend, yeah, partner, whatever uh, ball and chain is what we call the ball and chain. He's the RCMP officer in Agassiz. Okay, so all the RCMP officers are are sick with COVID. They got a real red surge going. So they've got a real red surge going on. And uh, so Mary Mary said, "Time for the big heist," (laughs) to which I said, "You son of a bitch, I'm in." So, yeah, it was
1: okay. Here's okay. You tell me if the (laughs) Uh huh. I'm trying to decide if this joke is uh, that's what I
0: mean. Like, yeah, as soon as something happens in our family, it immediately becomes fodder for. Yeah, I was just discussing this with my wife. I'm
1: not going to say who this occurred to to, Mm -hmm. um, but uh, someone that we know, and this this will sound like, oh my god, we
0: know. You might you know someone that you know. You might have met them.
1: Okay, yeah, but you know, I don't need to drop those hints.
0: No, no, it's fine okay. I was just wondering You said, said something we know I just okay. wonder if you meant anyway, You and Pia uh, or me and you A
1: friend's, a friend's a daughter uh, um, uh, Cut the tip of her finger off uh, Ooh Yeah, not a lot of it though like Yeah, yeah was, Like at the time mm-hmm. We were getting texts about it mm-hmm. And it sounded very bad Sure And then like Eh, it's just a little bit Yeah, yeah And it's like oh, Okay, but still Awful, right? Mm-hmm. It was like an awful night Of like getting texts And w- worrying about Yeah, you yeah. know, the, the sweetest kid in the world So uh, If that's a tip off <laughs> Anyway, oh, it is a tip off. Oh, now, now I got a second horrible joke. Oh, that's awful. It <laughs> that was good, but then the mom did sort of a light joke today, sure, like uh, 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 to to us. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I got a joke, but yeah, it might be not, nah. might not be really the thing here. Now is the time. So instead, I'm going to say it to you. Okay. Which is like you know so the the the, the little girl uh, she cut off the tip of her finger yeah and I was thinking like oh well, you know a fun thing to do would be uh, you know if if someone asks like what happened mm-hmm. you know uh, for her to just look at the ground and just go uh, never piss off the yakuza
0: because <laughs> she lost her finger
1: yeah that's right you know that's what that's the punishment yeah yeah. For children, she
0: li- she lightly. they'll cut off a bit of the finger yeah, for a yeah, child. Yeah,
1: but you know it'd be a full finger if you were an adult. And yeah, messed up. But you know she mess- messed up. Speaking of the heist, <laughs> um, there you go. She
0: gave it away. Yeah. Wow. The whole RCMP detachment. I mean, it's five people. Maybe to be you fair. would
1: know this. Yeah. Maybe you don't. Kay. The only way I could find out is to ask. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to. Yeah. Um... Uh, so at the beginning of this uh, hot mess that is COVID, mm-hmm. there was that uh, whole bunch of news stories about how dogs and cats might be able to get COVID.
0: Yes, and so we we're like, oh, boy. just like we could, just like bats were handing out AIDS to people in the in eighties. The
1: so my question is, uh, yeah. since we're hearing about this with the RCMP, can horses get COVID?
0: <laughs> can horses get COVID? Yeah, I don't. I mean, if cats they got and, big if, noses, can, can cats and dogs get it? Yes. Then yes. Oh. Okay, I mean, if it's transmittable to 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 dogs, it's transmittable to horses? Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Yeah,
1: but I've heard nothing of that. But maybe we will now that the RCMP are uh, down. Anyway, you're right. It is a good time to plan a heist.
0: <laughs> it's a good time. If anyone's near Agassiz, feel free. Yeah, take that. What's well, so if you were in
1: Agassiz? Bed. Yeah, and okay, so you're in Agassiz. Yeah, you you know, there's no police for twenty four
0: hours. <laughs> what do you do? Crime? I don't know. I don't think there's very much there. You like mm. I don't. It's just a very small, very small town. It takes you like there's one main street. You can drive yeah. through the whole place in a minute. Going just like on it, it's a farm farming community basically. Right. And but most people would do their big shopping and they would drive into Chilliwack to do their big their big stuff. So they have like a small grocery store and a couple of
1: would they have Do they have any uh, jewelry stores there?
0: No. Hmm. Pawn shops? I don't think so. I don't remember seeing one driving um, through there.
1: I know. Where's your best source of like a big score? <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. That's a. Uh, is it is it the kind of place where probably the RCMP detachment would probably have like the most, you know,
1: like, like go into storage, well, com- steal computer. their drugs. Yeah,
0: steal their their if they have like a storage area, they just take their computers and.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I wonder if they keep
0: the drugs there. That they have. there's um there's uh, UBC has a campus there though because they have that's where their agricultural school is.
1: Oh, okay. Well, what's the most expensive thing that would be at an agricultural school? like what type of uh, thing? A, a Some, tractor? <laughs> a tractor really? Yeah, like I mean they're pricey, yeah. They're like a quarter million dollars. But it, okay, that's that's fine. Yeah. That's fine, you know. Yeah, and it's good too cuz you can drive off with them. Like it's its own escape vehicle. Yeah, smart. Yeah. smart. Yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah. smart for a while. Yeah. Not good in a car chase. No, no. You know, unless you're being chased by that guy from the straight story and he's riding a lawnmower. <laughs> Which case that's an interesting chase, yeah. That would be not, I don't know if that'd be interesting. Maybe I'd, I'd like to see how that would go go down, like who would slowly, I think, is the one, yeah. We're looking yeah, for. if there was a race between a lawnmower, yeah,
0: and a, and a tractor, yeah. Actually, you can get monitors, like tractors can go pretty fast, actually, they go actually pretty fast. Like, I used to, why, Zip around on the farm because well, you got to get places, okay? All right, yeah. I mean, if you if you go to, um. Like smaller towns in in Saskatchewan, people drive their tractors to like a school.
1: Oh, okay. That's fine then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. I was just wondering on the farm itself, why do you need to go more than 50 miles an hour on your farm? Like what would, what would, what would be the need to do that? I guess if you have got a big farm, you got to get places.
0: Sure, that makes sense. All right, but fifty miles an hour is pretty fast, actually. That's, yeah, yeah, that's eighty kilometers an hour.
1: I know. Well, when, whenever you hear like you know roller coasters, like how fast that roller coaster going? That's almost sixty miles an hour. I'm like sixty miles an hour, and I'm just in the car, and a big deal. But you're in a roller coaster, you're like, geez, you well, know, you just
0: yeah. But sixty miles an hour is hundred k.
1: Oh well, if you want to throw metric in, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, for because you know when people. Yeah, like when I'll tell you how tall I am in centimeters. <laughs> so don't want to like be all weird
0: about it. <laughs> that's a problem, right? Like if you came to Canada and you didn't understand that you were now in the metric system, yeah. because you wanted to drive 100 miles an hour, yep, that would be but, a real problem.
1: By the way, you ever go to like say a government agency or something, and and they ask you like uh, how tall are you, and they ask you like in centimeters, and like you 100, just, I'm
0: 184 centimeters.
1: That's lovely. Um, <laughs> That's lovely, but I, I was like when they asked me that, just like, yeah what, yeah, you know people don't know that. why are you doing I know you do that's fine. <laughs> do you know how much you are in kilograms?
0: I don't know my weight in kilograms. I don't know the uh I only know my weight in bushels of apples oh okay, yeah, that's good, just good I'm way a ahead. hay bushel weight yeah that's good <laughs> a hay bushel, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm weigh half a dishwasher
1: i'm I'm seventeen turkeys. <laughs> I've uh, I've been bartered for before, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I mean I mean uh, turkeys in the summer, not to not your autumn turkeys that have oh been no fat, yeah
0: yeah they're, they're a bit, you you're, yeah you're more of a scrawny summer turkeys seventeen scrawny turkeys scrawny
1: turkeys <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's
0: it <laughs> that's it's so it's, it's funny I was reading an article to the other day about something. And all the all were you the,
1: reading something magazine? I was reading
0: something magazine, and all, and all of the all of the measurements they were giving were all in centimeters, except for one that they said in feet. And I just thought that was kind of funny because it's just funny how our minds, you know, even though most people have made the switch, like you know, like people who are younger than us have made the switch. Just, yeah, they don't understand inches. Like if you say inches to them, they're just like, I don't know. Like they don't know how tall it. You know, it's, it's meaningless.
1: Oh, Okay, that's interesting to know.
0: But. Yeah, we were like that, uh, we were the caught between two stools generation of like starting to learn metric conversion and then they just, the government dropped it like a hot potato and then, so then we ended up this weird situation where, you know, we think of gas in liters, we have temperature in, in Celsius, but we still insist on measuring ourselves in feed and weighing ourselves in pounds.
1: Yeah, I used to, I used to do like a, a kind of, you know, when, when I did things that were like... um these monologues that they, they would have. I do, I do a thing about how, uh, crime, uh, and anything horrible, uh, we bring back, uh, imperial. Like immediately, like it's like a person was six feet under and, you know, it was like a horrible <laughs> car accident. You never mentioned that it was kilometers an hour. You know, that guy was going a hundred miles an hour when he hit him. Like he would never say <laughs> kilometers an hour. It feels disrespectful because sure. we're serious because it's crime, you know, except with yeah. drugs. Yeah. And like when drugs show up, Hey, metrics was around. Look at Mr. Graham <laughs> yeah. showing up. No one's, no one's going ounces now. It's just yeah. like, Hey, yeah. Grammy, what you doing? Oh,
0: nothing. Just hanging around the cocaine. It's like
1: all right metric. Metric's got a drug
0: problem. <laughs> yeah. But older expressions like if you're doing a forty or whatever, like you're a forty ouncer, like yeah. you know, stuff like that. All that kind of slang for, for alcohol that we Canadians love. is just out the window in ter- in ter- when it gets the metric. But I do love clicks. Mm. You know, like I like if you you know, you're got fifty clicks. I just like I like that as a I think that's a great that's it's one sort of almost, the few metric uh,
1: Yeah, it's weird to me when we uh, when we're talking money and we put a K after it like, you know, 10,000 is 10K. 10K, yeah. Yeah, which, you know, makes sense, but when it's talking money it feels weird. It's like 10K. What? What? I don't
0: know. <laughs> that feels makes it seem like it's even better.
1: Really? Uh, yeah. If I was to say, "Hey Dave, would you rather have 10K or 10 grand?" Yeah. 10 grand. Grand. <laughs> it's grand. That's something. Look at that.
0: <laughs> I think my I would be it's the same. I mean, ten grand is. is oh, a, by the uh, way, you're right. It is the same. Yeah,
1: but it feels the same to you. Ten, like ten k, feels impersonal. It feels well, the way like, you say it. It feels like the government is uh, owes you some money, and so they're giving you the ten k. Yeah, but you better report it. But like ten grand feels like woo. Yeah, I just got ten grand. That you won that on the lottery, or <laughs> you know something something good happened. You know, It's like, it's yeah. nice. I got ten grand. You got that, on the price is right.
0: I don't, it just feels like it's just a weird semantical thing. Like, it's just like, what would you rather have? A steak or would you rather have a hot dog? Have a hot dog or whatever. Steak or whatever. Hot dog. It just feels like, I don't know. You seem
1: very angry about the hot dog. <laughs> Like the it's way you're presenting the, kick the kick hot dog, I don't think it's coming across in the way that you expect it. It's like, do you want a
0: hot dog? It's a hot dog. Okay. Whereas your mm. your ten grand, yeah. There's know? some I would I would, or ten k. No,
1: you may what that do you hot want? dog sound suspicious. Ten k
0: or yeah. ten grand.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want to be alone with the guy giving me that hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the steak. I think the stakes are higher with the hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> hot dog that said I'd, I'd have either i like a hot dog and i like a steak yeah yeah i'm in the backyard
0: so both it, taste good that's why it's called a tube steak
1: yeah i don't think they call it that for really any dude was the last time
0: someone offered you a tube <laughs> steak know.
1: again i wouldn't want to be with a guy who, who calls it a tube steak in the backyard either wasn't there a wasn't that a hot dog stand for a while that was mr tube steak was it? Yeah. I think Mr. Tube
0: Steak was a, was a
1: hot dog stand. It's a very
0: unappealing name. But
1: it was a hot dog stand that would advertise on TV, if I'm if I'm remembering hmm. correctly.
0: I think a more appealing name would be Tube Filet Mignon.
1: Uh, but you got to put uh, bacon in there as well. <laughs> do you? Like, what do you have to do to make it Filet Mignon? You have to wrap it in bacon no, then.
0: just call it that.
1: Well, you know, it is a cut of... You're not,
0: you're not doing anything more to it to make it steak.
1: <laughs> no, but... Okay, but if you
0: order a Filet Mignon... <laughs> sure. You're going to have bacon around it. Not necessarily.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah, I never... I don't have... I think... I think oh, is it filet mignon only with steak? I thought it was just like a tender... No, no, egg. it is a,
1: cut of, it is a okay. cut of meat. You're correct. Yeah. But I think when it's ordered in a restaurant, it's expected that it's presented with bacon around it. I believe...
2: Not, I think
0: you're thinking of going to the keg, but I don't I, know about... <laughs> I am always thinking of going to the keg. <laughs> but I don't think... Because, uh, I, I mean, I think about it like at Seasons or when I used to have it... Um, when I used to have... I didn't have... Uh, was it called filet mignon when I had it? No, we had... Chateaubriand was what it was called. But it was basically a tenderloin. But with bearnaise sauce. You don't want bernet sauce and, and uh, bacon. Heaven for fend. Oh, okay. Fair You're looking it up?
1: I, I was I was looking it up, Yeah. Uh you know and uh, what did you
0: search? Is, <laughs> well, is looking- filet mignon only served with wrapped in bacon? I'm
1: going I'm going with uh, I'm going with Wikipedia right now it's okay. just taking me a second it's a new computer. Sure, uh, sure? yeah I mean they just mentioned here that it's the it's the cut of meat. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, you get it at Ruth Chris Steakhouse. You, I, you do get it uh, with a little bit of bacon there. It's sure. Nice
0: I think it's a common thing to do because, to be honest with you, filo is very tender, but it's not really tasty meat because it's very lean.
1: Okay, yeah, that's the thing. It's often used... Uh, bacon's often used uh, because of the low uh, levels of marbling.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And it. so it's usually wrapped around the fillet. Otherwise, it uh, mm-hmm. comes across just too.
0: That's why I'm a ribeye guy because I like a I like a fatty cut. So I like I like the okay. ribeye. It's very very flavorful. But because it's very marbled meat, I don't want it overly fatty. That's that's horrible. But you know, I want a little bit a little bit of like, you know fat in there to give it some.
1: At the keg, will they have it with the uh, béarnaise sauce? Filet saying? mignon. Yeah.
0: Ah uh, no, I don't think I've, I don't think I've had it that way. at The cake. I think you. I. It's seasons where we often have our birthday birthday gatherings. Okay. Seasons in the park at Queen Elizabeth Park, the one of the restaurants with the most beautiful view of in Vancouver. Oh, nice. Because you sit, you sit in Queen Elizabeth Park and look over the city, like back towards the mountains. Oh. It's very nice. We went there um, for Eve's birthday. We went late cause, because because um, of the rain washing up the roads with the, with the girls we couldn't get we couldn't get together when his birthday happened so we had it after christmas but it was so nice to be there sitting you know sitting and looking over all the snow covered trees down into the city and all the oh, city lights nice. and everything it was very nice uh it would have been even better if my back hadn't been killing me but that was okay
1: now you see i have not asked you about that let's uh, get back to back talk this is, <laughs> back, this to is back. back to the back talk okay and now uh dave how's your back doing
0: it's it's better. It's Not 100 percent but it's better okay um, yeah it's fine it's okay I mean I had a bu- really busy couple days at work with a lot of a lot of lifting
1: all right now what are you how, what are you doing to compensate for uh, back issues uh, or are you doing anything like have you got a back you have any
0: protection no I don't I don't use a back brace or anything okay I don't, I don't know I don't you
1: just don't feel comfortable using one or it doesn't
0: look like it I just don't understand how it's doing anything for you
1: do you think back braces are fake?
0: I don't think they're fake. I think they have a use for people for certain people. I have a pretty solid core, mm-hmm. so you know it's just a, for me. It's just a more a matter of concentrating. Now, uh, you now do
1: you do do you do a lot of core exercises? Is that why you got a core? Mm-hmm. Or just like you were born with good core.
0: <laughs> I was not born with a good core, okay. but I do. I do a core day as part of my workout.
1: What is your core day? Because uh, I got to work on my core. What's your core day?
0: What's my core day? Yeah uh okay well hey, I do, just apple cores. I, I do it i do it with a mat and a ball okay and i do ones where you do kind of like like you're gonna plank but you have your feet up on the ball mm-hmm. then you pull the ball towards yourself so you kind of arch your back and pull your legs in then you stretch back out and you do that 20 times oh wow okay and then i go from that to um what do i do after that oh i do what are called dolphin kicks where you kind of go halfway along the ball so the ball's kind of around your groin, your area. And then you, you lift your legs up in the okay. air while kind of keep still keeping like a, a push-up kind of position. But you, you know, you kind of lift your legs up as if you're a dolphin, apparently. And then...
1: Sounds like something a dolphin would do.
0: I go from that to what are called dead bugs, which is where you lay on your back and you transfer the, the uh, ball from leg to leg. And it's hard to describe how you're doing it, but okay. you're laying on your back with your legs up in the air. And you have the wave you have like the you ball just don't care. and don't wave them like you just don't care. And then you kind of kick the ball out, holding holding the ball in your leg, and then you transfer it to the other leg, and you do that back and forth twenty times each. And then I do another one where I stay in the same position, but I put the ball in between my legs. Then I lift my legs up and take the ball, and then I put it over my head. And then I put it back between my legs, which are still mm-hmm. there. Then I put them down on the ground. Interesting. And I do that twenty times, and that's agony. Is and, it? Oh yeah, that's, that's a tough one. And then I do planking. I do planks. And then I do um as a
1: tribute to our prime minister.
0: And then I do uh sit-ups on the ball.
1: Oh wow, okay. How and do you do sit-ups on the ball?
0: You just sit in the ball, stretch your legs out and then you just do you just kind of do oh, okay, sit-ups. All right. It's not it's not that strenuous. Uh it's just I just have to be conscious of my back so I don't do too like too much cur- curving of spines. And then I go and I do uh leg lifts like I ho- Hold my like I lift myself up in the air and gotcha. just do like I'm doing a chin up and then I lift my legs up in the air and then I do uh t- two sets each ar- one ar- one arm each of uh like I'm ch- making a ch- like I'm chopping okay with like I hold the weights and I just pull the weights as if I'm using an axe and I'm chopping wood right and then I start that all over again and I do it three times
1: oh my god how long does that take you. It's
0: pretty- not too long. I can't can't think of exactly how long. Maybe forty five minutes. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good workout. And when you do it, when you haven't done it for a while, you do feel it. So then you go, it's working. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good workout. I have when I hurt my back the very first time, uh, a occupational like uh, occupational phys- physiotherapist. She gave me like a a routine that I could do that would be back friendly, and so that's what I do. Uh, so. That I don't hurt my back again. Okay. Although I do hurt my back, but I haven't been going to the gym as much, obviously, the last couple of years. So
1: our gyms back now.
0: Gyms are open apparently. I was, okay, all right. I was visiting the Third Dragon tonight, and went on my way here, and she told me that the gyms are open.
1: Yeah, the pool. Uh, I went swimming for the first time in, in quite a while, uh, two days ago. Nice. And uh, yeah, it was really nice. I'm not sure whether the pools have been uh, open while while gyms haven't been. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's possible. Probably. Yeah. But uh, no, it was nice. It was one of those things They're where I was totally like, different. Either this is uh, the best idea or this is the worst idea, <laughs> and uh, it turned out it was it was good. It was a it was a good thing to do. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: I think it's it's good. I mean, the nice thing about water is it's low impact. You know, so even if you are a bit sore or a little bit, you know, kind of not sure, you know, unsure of your physical abilities right now, you know, your the water can help you too, right? So Yeah,
1: I thought like when I used to swim a lot. Yeah. Uh, where I would feel it would be in my core and it sure. would be like a, you know, kind of upper ad- ad- abdomen. Yeah. And uh, that's where I it, if I overdid it, then it would it would cramp things. Yeah. did yeah. the cramp, especially if I did anything like backstrokey, then for sure that Would just go, Grr! uh, and I was like, oh, that's the last thing I want right now. Um, so yeah, I was worried that that might happen, but I also did want to kind of work on the core, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, turned out to uh, turn out pretty good. Good, did a little bit of the um, the hot tub afterwards, and I was like, that's <laughs> quite nice. It's really, it's really the social place, uh, in our neighborhood. It's uh, you know, it's just it's just nice. You just yeah. people are just ah, they're happy, <laughs> and, and there wasn't a lot of people there either, too, sure. So it sure. was like a a sensible amount. The mm-hmm. saunas uh, not open, which makes good sense. Sure. Because people go in there and go,
0: they breathe, they breathe moistly.
1: Oh, they breathe. Like, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> elephants. <laughs> annoying. Uh, but no, every, everyone seemed to be sensible. And Are you
0: saying sound. elephants are annoying?
1: I'm saying elephants trumpet with their trump. I was trying to think of an, <laughs> a, of an animal.
0: They trumpet with their trump?
1: Yeah, with their trump. Yeah, yeah. That's what they call it. <laughs> You think it's a trunk. I always thought that. No, but not when they're trumpeting. Not when they're Otherwise, trumpeting. Otherwise, they call it
0: trunketing. Yeah, that's true. You got me there. Yeah. That's language. That is language. Yeah.
1: That's, you uh, adjust the, the root word uh, <laughs> to uh, go with what it's happening.
0: I, I don't know. I feel defeated. So, yes, I haven't, uh, with my back issues, I haven't been able to do much work on the bathroom, which is not surprising because it's just been the most put off project of all time. Uh, but I.
1: Yeah, it's okay, because i got to say, like, we got to tell any new listeners, Dave's working on, like, fixing a bathroom. Yeah. He is able to go to the bathroom.
0: Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just not that one. And so... uh,
1: Well, you could go to that one, but just once.
0: (laughs) Never again. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I decided to change what I was doing a little bit. I want to move the, I don't know if I said this before, but I want to move the plumbing into the wall. Okay. So, because the way it was done originally, I guess. By a madman. By, by lazy people, or I don't know. Okay. I guess it's the fastest way to do it. They just put it up through the floor. Okay. And so, but with the new vanity we have, I don't want to cut cut holes in it to, for pipes to come up in. So, I'm, I'm going to move it all back into the wall. So, I went downstairs and looked. And at first I thought, oh, this, I can't do it. But I think I figured out a way now that I can, like, do all the plumbing from beneath and I don't have to like mess with the as when all, to all the trouble of leveling. <laughs> so, so, uh, cause that's what I was thinking. I was like, Oh, I should have done this before I leveled. I didn't, I didn't even occur to me though. Uh, and it's part of why I like, why I like to procrastinate doing, t- uh, I shouldn't say like to, but why I often procrastinate tasks is because I need to like think it through to like the thousandth degree and then, and then, you know, make my move but if I just rush it because I feel like oh I'm getting and I need to get this done and I guess, I just you know pour this floor and then I'll be you know and then then you do that and then a couple days later you're looking at someone pictures of someone else's project and you're like oh they they moved the plumbing into their wall mm-hmm. I should have done that shoot why didn't I think of that so I'm doing it anyway I'm doing it anyway so yeah it's gonna work out good it's gonna be great or not.
1: Then take a picture of it.
0: Be a disaster. And put it on the site. Sure.
1: Everyone'll be happy. it will be all great.
0: So I'll do it this weekend. I'm gonna get some uh supplies okay. at my local home hardware and uh do it.
1: Alright. If you wanna make a commercial for home hardware, hopefully can make some <laughs>
0: sponsors. <laughs> they They're are great.
1: There you go. All right. We're off to the races here. Okay. They're great. Hey, Dave, what makes home hardware better <laughs> than, uh, say, another local uh, hardware store? I like to go to my local hardware store. Yeah. Whoa! Well, why should I go to home hardware well, instead? Well, because
0: here's the thing. Because hard- I like
1: good value, Dave.
0: Home hardware is a local hardware store. Say what? It is. It's a co- It's a collective of stores who have buying power... Have better buying power as a as a larger group of stores. So Are individually, you saying
1: they're owned, like
0: Voltron. I'm saying that they're exactly like Voltron. I know Voltrons, I'm saying, the protector of the universe. It's like Dave. a it's like a hardware cooperative, right? So they have they can buy like they can get better deals on on stuff they sell by buying it on mass as a as a cross country group of stores than they could as just individual hardware stores spread out all over the place, right? So even though it's just a little small town hardware store, it can offer. You know good deals and all kinds of different things and nowadays you can order stuff to the store and they'll bring bring them in for you if they don't carry them as a regular regular item so that's pretty cool, but also they're really knowledgeable about stuff, like I don't know if I told this story before, but we decided we were going to paint Mary's room red when she was younger. Okay. And so she
1: could, like, look at it and go, red room. Or red room. <laughs> red it's room, funny, right? Because yeah. you're thinking, like, oh, yeah. murder is going to happen yeah, in the house.
0: Yeah, Well, I think in your case, murder. Murder. Murder, That's murder. right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's going to be a murder. So then um, we'd have Swedish people murdered in our house. So I went to a – I didn't go to home hardware. I went to, like, a paint store. I won't say the name of it, general paint. But I went to this paint store, and I bought some red paint. And I just left the paint store, and I went home. And I painted about seven layers of red paint onto a pink wall mm-hmm. to hide the pink. Like, it was a lot of work to do this. So then a, fast forward a few years, and I decided I was going to paint another room red downstairs. <laughs> More of a brick red, but I decided I wanted a red. So I, I, went, I went to Home Hardware this time, and I was going to buy some paint. I bought the red paint. And the owner was there, and he said to me, you should also get some gray Get some gray primer and paint that on first, and then paint on the red paint, and you'll get better coverage. And I'm like, oh. So I bought the gray, gray primer, I put it on, two coats of the red to, get, to cover that. And I'm like, why didn't they tell me that at the other store to do, you know? And so to me, that's always impressed me that I went there and they were able to like, give me good advice and save me painting another five la- coats of paint onto the walls. So yeah, that's a good example of like where they're at. The other thing I liked about that owner, I don't know why I brought it up one time, but we were talking in the store one day, and I brought up this book that I'd found called I can't remember what it's called now. I wrote about it in we're So Jar. I did a little review of it. Mr. Oswald's. I think it's called Mr. Oswald's. I can't remember what it's called now. But it was like a, a it was like a a comic strip about being a hardware store owner. Okay. From like the 1920s and okay. 30s. And I just thought it was really fascinating. And I mentioned it to him. And he goes, Oh, they used to run that in our, in the, when my, the hardware magazines that I would get as well. Like the, the, you know, like the, like sort of, you know what I mean? Like the hardware store owner's magazine. And they would have that in there. And he's, Yeah, I love, I love that strip. And he wanted to borrow my book, but I was, I don't know. I'm not, I just don't like loaning people. I don't know very well about books. So I didn't loan it to him. But, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it was kind of interesting. So I just, you know, so that, that, so he knew this comic, obscure comic strip that I found. Like, <laughs> it was just like a college, like a university press. Had, you know, done this big volume of it. And oh, uh, yeah, it was really cool. And it's kind of fun to read because it, you just don't think about what the life of a hardware store owner would be. And it was a, a lot of stuff in there. And it's even in sort of interesting things like there was one strip where this guy's, one of the guys who works in the store, his wife decides she's going to buy something. But she buys it through mail order. Okay. So she cuts out all the people in town. And so then there's this domino effect of so-and-so not getting a sale from that. And so he can't buy something from someone else. Okay. And someone else can't buy something from them. And it goes all the way back around to Mr. Oswald, who doesn't make a sale. And he tells this guy, I know I said, you know, we think, talk about you getting a raise, but I just lost a big sale. And so I can't really afford it right now. And that comes right about, you know, and it's all from this guy's wife doing this. So and it was just kind of interesting, like, thing of yeah. chain of, like, how a small town economy works and blah, blah, blah. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it was, a good, it was kind of an interesting book. Uh, I recommend it. I found... They actually had a copy of it once at um, at uh, Pulp Fiction, by where we used to record, oh, by cool. the office. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was so tempted to buy, like, to have another book of it. But why? Why? <laughs> why? I just left it there for some other lucky person to find. Because, yeah, it's, a good, it's, a, it's like a good strip. It's funny.
1: So if you live in Vancouver, maybe it's still
0: there. Because the guy who drew it, written, drew it, he was a hardware store owner. Oh. So it was his own personal experiences as a store oh, was owner. It?
1: Was it well-drawn?
0: Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, it was kind of like in a... Kind of like in a Mutton, Mutton, jo- Jef- Mutton uh, Jeff kind of way, I yeah, was yeah, just yeah. Ask, yeah, yeah. I,
1: when you were just describing it, that yeah. I was just picturing it in Mutton Jeff style.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, googly-eyed guys, and it just But yeah. well, well done of that that time period, you know. Mutton
1: Jeff and Barney Google had similar looks. Sure, like well, Jeff I think did. and
0: and the Gumps and all those kind of strips from that yeah. time period all kind of looked the same because you know they all drew in pen and ink, and and that was sort of the style of the time. And then you get innovators who came along like Alex Alex uh, Raymond and. And people like that who changed, you know, brought a different style to. to did anything
1: ever happen with Mutt and Jeff? Like, did they ever become like uh movies or anything like that?
0: I don't know. They must have had. Cause they were very. It was a they very were popular. So popular. It was a very popular. But I shit. can't.
1: Like, I'm. Tr- I'm. I'm trying to think. Like, was it ever a a cartoon show, or did anything ever happen? What with it, Mutt? You
0: know, I bet it was like a radio show.
1: Okay, well, let's take a look.
0: Because <laughs> that seems to be where you'd find something like that, right? Like,
1: yeah, it's very Abbott and Costello, those two. Sure. Just like a, a with their,
0: what was the name of their horse? Their horse had a particular name that.
1: Oh, I I know Barney Google horse, but that's it. What's Barney Google's horse? Sparkplug. Okay. Which is, uh, and he was such a fan of it that that's why they called uh, Charles Schultz, Schultz Sparky. Sparky, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's see Mutt and Jeff. But I don't know what I didn't know that Mutt and Jeff uh, had a horse. Now you're, now you're interesting me on that.
0: And Gary Groth when he interviewed. Charles Schultz Schultz insisted that he call him Sparky And he had such a hard time with that Because to him he was Mr. Schultz And he kept saying Mr. Schultz And he said no, Sparky
1: Yeah, well, my wife's on the cover of the next comics journal. I know She also also demanded to be called Sparky
0: (laughs) And did Gary Groth, was he okay with that?
1: Uh, He he was just confused (laughs) Uh, Apparently there's a bunch of stage shows Okay, okay Uh, There was uh, then a whole bunch of live action shorts Mm -hmm. Then there was uh, animation Okay. Yeah. And uh and there was a a feature film oh. uh was released uh consisting of 11 redrawn colorized Mutt and Jeff silent films uh with a short called Slick Sleuths uh used as a frame. Hmm. Uh and the film was called The Weird Adventures of Mutt and Jeff and Bug Off. <laughs> So, uh, because these uh, these animated shorts were from 1916, okay, uh, and so wow. they added new dialogue and soundtrack songs. Yeah, so guessing. Okay, here we go. Yeah, uh, where when did this redone feature film? Sure. Okay, remembering the original was 1916, and this
0: one has this one has talking in it.
1: This is talking, yeah, because they did they did talking over. Uh, it was 11 redrawn, colorized Mutt and Jeff silent films. Mm, mm. Uh, now with talking and, and added dialogue. Uh, what year did the uh, uh, feature film of Mutt and Jeff? Ni- nineteen
0: thirty.
1: The answer is nineteen seventy one.
0: That's well, you know, there was that it weird took a while to take a while a
1: slow build,
0: but there a was a contract. Stuff. There was a weird kind of fascination with that time period in nineteen seventy one. So uh, I guess they were close enough to it. So because like nineteen seventy one, well, I guess that's still quite a ways, but the the twenties in the you know that would have been well 50 years is a, quite a while but i mean the 60s are the 60s are way farther past than that now mm-hmm. not way farther past i guess i shouldn't say that but you know they're like 50 years ago right like everything now is like the 50 year celebration of let it be or you know what i mean all things must pass or whatever like we're just kind of slowly chugging along in a few more years like like this thing in so all things must pass so in 6 years mm-hmm. We'll be celebrating the 50th anniversary of Nevermind the Bollocks by the Six Pistols. Which seems crazy, right? It's crazy.
1: (laughs) That's absolutely crazy. Yeah, and there there was a whole bunch of, uh, yeah, oh, my God. There's so many uh, from 1911. Oh, my God. All right. In 1911.
0: 1911.
1: Let me count. I'm just going to count in my head. Okay. Okay. Uh, Guess how many uh, uh, Mutt and Jeff shorts were released? Live action shorts uh in 1911
0: how many shorts were released that year
1: of mutton jeff
0: hmm in one year so one
1: year this is the year 1911
0: i'm gonna say you know what oh
1: let's go for let's go for 1912 first go and we'll go back so 1912 how many
0: uh 50 two
1: okay how about now 19 (laughs) how about now 1911
0: i'm gonna say 50 still
1: you're gonna say 50 yeah uh, yeah, I led you on the uh, 29.
0: Oh, 29. Okay. 29, though. So that's a lot.
1: 29. So yeah. two in 1912. Oh, wait. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. You know what? It's about 50 in 1913. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Holy Moses.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, once you get the factory going, you just, just pump them out there. Yeah.
1: Right? I think the last one was Mutton Jeff at Sea Part Two, <laughs> right after Mutton Jeff in Constantinople. Well, actually, it was Mutt and Jeff at sea, and then Martin and Jeff at sea, but part two. But they went to Mexico. They were uh, Mutt and Jeff meet the merry milkmaid. <laughs> but the very first one was yep. Mutt and Jeff break into society. Oh. Followed by Mutt and Jeff uh, make feathers fly. Then Mutt and Jeff's scheme that failed.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: These all just look like they'd be fun. Like, here's a title. Write a, write yeah, a yeah, yeah. sketch about them. Yeah. Holy cow. So, uh, so about 60 uh, shorts were uh, uh, done in total, I'd mm. say. But that doesn't make sense, like when I look at this amount. Hmm. Anyway, very popular characters. Yeah, apparently. So there you go. Apparently. And I guess in the public domain now, so uh have at them.
0: <laughs> no one's no one's copyrighted them? I don't think you can. There's after, been no if release. they were
1: around in nineteen eleven, then mm. uh, and, uh there you go. And especially if like all those um uh, yeah, all those silent films, for sure. Yeah. Re them. do do what you want. Knock yourself out. Same with Winnie the Pooh. You can do what you want with Winnie the Pooh now, it's public domain. Put pants on them if you want.
0: What's uh What's cool for for weirdos like me is uh, is right now because of the '60s. A lot of there's a lot of like uh, small releases of of like studio stuff because mm-hmm. they want to copyright it. They don't want it to fall out of copyright, so they just release them very do very small releases, or they might do internet only releases. So like like the Beach Boys, for instance, you know, there's like from 1965, let's say, there's like. A whole bunch of like, I mean, 63 or 64, there's like all this in-studio stuff. And they treat it with, they do it with care as well. It's like not garbage. So you get like acapella songs. You'll get just instrumental backing tracks. You'll get uh, session highlights, you know, of them recording and talking to each other and stuff like that. Just right there. Have at her. Got to get it out there because we don't want it to go out of, be out of our control. So, so they just keep like pushing this stuff out there. So you get these weird little things that they just, they did couple years ago they did like the late 60s albums all the stuff from them so you can listen to you know, once again instrumental bed like the tracking sessions you can listen to the the acapella versions of the songs just the voices you know they just strip they strip the music out of it so you can just hear the the way they the way they harmonize and <laughs> stuff and they did one from their early 70s the feel flows it's called so yeah it's just really cool that for like i say it's only for weirdos like me but what the hell
1: <laughs> i was just thinking like um you know mickey mouse and how disney keeps pushing the you know, copyright yeah. the Mickey uh, for, Mickey Mouse law. Yeah, Mickey Mouse law. And I was thinking, like, okay, so what happens if they lose Mickey Mouse? I'm like, when did Minnie Mouse come out? <laughs> you know, could they just make Disney all of a sudden like Disneyland is like, you know, you want to sell the ears, right? Yeah, she's got the ears, buddy. Mm-hmm. When did she must have come out like, after Mickey?
0: But I mean, they don't lose. And the answer is, yeah, she
1: didn't. She came out the same uh, film. She was oh. on Steamboat. Well, oh wow, really? So, too bad.
0: <laughs> I mean, they don't lose him. I mean, people can. I guess, yes, people can use the image and stuff like that, but they can still, like, make cartoons and things, like, yeah. you know. Isn't it disturbing, by make the, the, the way, best cartoons. that
1: Mickey dates someone who has the same last name as him? That seems like they're probably family. Yeah. They're probably at least cousins at the, at the, <laughs> at the best. Well, know?
0: they are mice, so it's pr- pr- pretty, pretty likely.
1: Is it okay to, like, for a mouse to marry its uh, cousin?
0: I, you know what? You know what? It adds, for, it adds a little bit of uh, evolutionary gamble. Okay. You, you know, you never know what'll happen. You might have a disaster, or you might have something that's very promising.
1: Um what what do you think uh what do you think uh Mi- Minnie's uh father's name is? Begins with an M. Max? Marcus? It's <sighs> Marcus
0: Mouse. Max seems so likely because that was that was the age of Max.
1: Yeah. It was it was it would make sense. Yeah. Uh and the her mother is unnamed and uh what do you think their job is? the their, their, their uh, occupation of the uh, Oh, what, her, what kind of background does Minnie Mouse have? Let's what, see. What? Where did she grow up? Mm-hmm,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, he's a steamboat pilot, so yeah, yeah. Or he's, he's a captain.
1: He, yeah, he's a seaman. Yeah,
0: sure. Which is weird, okay?
1: Because Donald has a boat, yeah. but it's grounded. Yeah, you know, you never see Donald actually at sea. Yeah. You know, he's just hanging on as a. You know, grounded thing. Whereas a duck, you think like he would be the guy in the water, but the mouse, <laughs> for some reason, is running a ship. Sure.
0: Well, he he's not in the water though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Like but. no one thinks. No one thinks like uh, when you go to sea that you're you're a duck.
1: Oh, sorry. And yeah. and and uh, and and Minnie. Yeah. Oh yeah. What is Minnie short for?
0: What is Minnie short
1: for? Yeah. What's her What's her uh, What's, her, what's her, what name is on her birth certificate?
0: Uh, let's guess Minifred.
1: Uh, Minerva. Minerva. Her name, full name is Minerva Mouse.
0: That's a weird, that's a weird name. It is. Very strange. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess that her parents, their job was, he was a tailor. Okay. And she was a housewife.
1: Well, she was a housewife. Okay. That is true. Sure. Uh, but she was also a farmer, like oh. her uh, husband. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she grew up on a farm.
0: I didn't realize. Well, you know, that makes sense. I shouldn't have said tailor. Because you know what? A tailor's job, tailor job would be something that the Fleischer brothers would do. mm but Walt Disney, his up background, he would have yeah, he would make. We found farmers. that
1: out in the 1930 comic strip, okay, uh, 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 titled "Mr. Slicker and the Egg Robbers,"
0: <laughs> drawn by.
1: Oh, this is a very good question. I'm, I I I couldn't tell you. I'm so sorry.
0: I just wondered if it was a Floyd Gottfriedson that when he was tr- doing the uh, the Sunday or the daily strips for.
1: Okay, here's here's an interesting uh, uh, trivia question. Okay. Uh Minnie Mouse.
0: Minnie Mouse. I
1: I should probably call her Minerva Mouse out of respect. Yeah,
0: Minerva. Uh she
1: has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Huh. She was the sixth Disney character to
0: get that honor. Okay.
1: Who else has uh what other Disney characters have uh stars on the Hollywood oh, Walk uh, of I Fame? I gotta go I
0: gotta go with the obvious ones. Mickey Mouse. Dick uh, yes. Donald Duck. You got it. Goofy. No. No Goofy.
1: Goofy doesn't have nothing. He's a widower. He's <laughs> he Widowers get, don't get a he star. He doesn't get nice things. No.
0: Okay. Um other characters who have a star on the walk of fame. Disney characters. Disney well Disney characters, yeah.
1: By the way, we've mentioned one of them on this show already.
0: I don't believe it. Um
1: we did mention just recently.
0: You know what? I don't remember what we talked about. Fair enough. How could I do that? That's, that's you're asking too much of me. I guess so. 3 left. 3 left. Um we mentioned one already. Yes, we did. I don't remember this. Brought him up. So uh, sorry, everyone. Let me just think here. Let me just think. Um, just went through
1: a legal change. What? And it wasn't. It wasn't his sex. <laughs> just went through a legal change.
0: Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't Winnie know. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, Winnie the Pooh. I don't yeah, know.
1: Winnie the Pooh is uh, on the uh, on the Walk of Fame. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so and like It just became public domain. That's what we were talking about. I, I
0: see. Yes. Okay. okay. So um, sorry. So I didn't realize that like. Kind of one-off characters could be part of this. So Snow White.
1: Well, one-off characters. He's got many Disney films. Snow
0: White must be there then.
1: Snow White is there. That's correct. And there's one more one character. One more characters. Who is female. I'll give you that. Cinderella, I suppose. Cinderella is not. It's not a Disney princess. Oh, it's not a Disney princess. No, but it is a very popular Disney character that you've seen a lot of Disney things. Who would this be? Not a Disney princess. I guess Mani- I guess Minnie Mouse then. What's that? Minnie Mouse? I've already said Minnie Mouse. Minnie Mouse is out, out, out there. We oh, okay. one, one oh I'm character. sorry. Okay. Um, she was the sixth. But five other Disney characters were already like in the Walk of oh, Fame. Oh, okay, but I'm this sorry. One female, yeah, Disney character yeah. who is not a princess, yeah,
0: not a princess. Disney character, female.
1: If you watched the Wonderful World of Disney, they were uh, you saw this character every episode.
0: Oh, Tinkerbell. Yes, thank you. That's good, good a hint. Good hint in that you told me who was. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Nice. What are the criteria for being on the Walk of Fame? Just, just. They want to sell. It's who you know? They want to sell sidewalk space. It's who you fucking know? Yeah, I guess so. All
1: right, here's a here's a weird Disney question. Sorry, I'm going down the trivial. <laughs> you with sure? You. Um, uh, in the 1930 film The Picnic, kay? Minnie introduces uh, her boyfriend uh, to her new pet dog. That Uh-oh. was that was basically Pluto.
0: Yeah, wasn't called Pluto. Wasn't called Pluto though. What was the dog's name?
1: It was a very stereotypical name for a dog.
0: So Fido, perhaps? It Was not Fido. Rover? Yes. Oh, darn it. Pluto's original name. 50% chance there.
1: Pluto's original name, uh, his first appearance as an individual character was, uh, was Rover. Before then, there were two versions of, the two dogs that looked like Pluto that were, uh, two unnamed bloodhound, uh, guard dogs. Okay. Uh, that were in a film called The Chain Gang. But individually, as his own character, this was the first appearance (laughs) of the dog that would then become Pluto. Who has not got a star on the Walk of Fame.
0: That's a great name for a dog, by the way. Like, for a character.
1: Well, he his original appearance as Pluto yeah. was as a very vicious dog. So it was like Pluto as in like a like a, a devilish dog. Yeah, yeah. R-r-r-r-r-r- vicious. And then, you know, just becomes a goofball dog. <laughs> With a bit of a temper.
0: Does he have a temper?
1: Yeah, he's got a bit of a temper. Okay. He can get pissed off and then go chase a mouse or, you know, some little, uh, little character sure, and then run sure. into a whole bunch of shenanigans. Okay.
2: Yeah, okay huh
1: and is owned by a mouse just degrading for a dog i would say <laughs> especially when the the mouse is one of the mouse's best friends is another dog Because be fair it's a, it's a giant mouse it's a giant mouse yeah who is also friends with yeah a dog that is a similar size to pluto but, but gets to function in society sure get married have a child uh, Be widowed, know, perhaps murdered his wife.
0: <laughs> Did he really? I don't know. Is that is that suggested? Yeah,
1: you know who are knows. You, I mean, if, if are you Goofy, writing fan fiction about if this? If Goofy didn't murder his wife, yeah, it means his wife died uh, 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 of an accident, and like that's terrible. That's yeah, terrible. But it happens. Yeah, it's, it does happen. But I think know. it's good for
0: children to know that. A but possibility. What if you
1: find out then later Goofy's a murderer? That gives Goofy <laughs> an, an interesting dark edge.
0: <laughs> I don't think it gives him an interesting dark edge. Hmm? Okay. Like, do you want to watch the capers of a murderer? You're like, oh, I should. Sure, man, look at that murderer. I
1: felt nothing. Look at that murderer. <laughs> <Yep.
0: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, that's a funny laugh, but he's a murderer.
1: Take me away. <laughs> I'll deserve it.
0: Boy, I sure hope that murderer can stop smoking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, is that really Goofy? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that ju- that Joe Geef.
1: That's George Geef.
0: George Geef. He's different than Goofy. You're yeah, right. I think so yeah, yeah, yeah. There's
1: something. Mm, yeah, the the Goofy Geef connection is yeah. uh, is an odd one. That gets us into uh, maybe Bluto, it was Bluto uh, Brutus territory. You know and, what?
0: You know what? It's pretty obvious now that you say that. But George Geef obviously murdered Goofy's wife. Oh, I was having an affair with her. Okay, and uh, she had she like she had a type that she liked. Yeah, and you know, but for whatever reason, he lost his temper, which he was prone to do. Yeah, we've seen him drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's trying to quit smoking. Mr. Driver and Mr. Wheeler. He's trying to quit smoking and uh, murdered Goofy's wife.
1: Yeah. He also he also was uh, driven mad by fever, if I remember it. I don't remember that one Yeah, it was the one where he gets a cold. Oh, uh, well, I figured. To, yeah. But I so think it was the song. He was they like don't show it, he's so don't mad show it anymore because it's not as fun. Yeah. Now yeah. watching people get a fever and get really sick and <laughs>
0: like, oh, i worried about Goofy. That seems to be a good time to show it right now. Yeah,
1: maybe it does.
0: Cuz it's about getting treatment.
1: Yeah, that's true. He does take it seriously. Yeah. Eventually, he takes it seriously. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because almost all those, vi- like, they're 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 funny movies and I enjoy them. Yeah. But they all seem to have a message as well to them. Just like, yeah. calm down in the car. <laughs> calm down. Sure. And uh, and then, hey, you got sick. Don't be a dummy. Yeah. And go to work, mm-hmm. you moron. You know, yeah. it's the 50s. Uh, we, we learn this now and then people will know this for the rest of the I time. I feel
0: like that was a time of messages, though. Mm. I feel like that was a real time of messages, and, and I mean, I mean, let's face it—that com- commuter culture was brand new when they did that cartoon about driving. Okay. Like before that time, there were no, there was no commuter culture. You know, like that was totally from the '50s. Okay. Like the whole interstate project that changed how American cities were made happened in the in the early '50s, late '40s, early '50s. So, so that was brand new, like the idea of like driving to work. Mm-hmm. You know, like not. Not going on the train, not being on the subway, not working locally. But the idea that you worked somewhere else from where you lived, and that there were commuter, you know, suburbs and stuff right. that didn't exist before.
1: So rush hour didn't exist. before? No, no. When did rush hour come into existence?
0: I would say, I guess, the fifties would hmm. be a time when you know, uh, you know, as yeah, after that, did like you know, there was no idea of that before. I guess, I guess, Los Angeles had like smog problems in the sixties. Right But that's that's more because of the the geography of, of LA LA's in a basin And so there's air forces The the ocean air and then the mountain air forces the, It keeps the air from moving out So you end up with this big It's kind of like here in Vancouver Like where's the worst place Which place has the worst air quality in Vancouver? Mm-hmm. Hope Oh, because. Yeah, because that's where all the that's where all the the smog that's goes. That's
1: so strange because, like, I I just remember going to Hope, like, it's yeah. in driving out of Vancouver and, and driving to Hope, yeah. and that's where we got out of the car and just went. It smells great, It mm. smells great here. Like sure. this is really crisp, clear air. Sure is,
0: until, but it's till bad summer, smog until the summertime comes. Okay, fair <laughs> all the all the uh, all the hot air gets blown up the canyon. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm, yeah, the Cold War was the film where uh, he, he had a cold. Mm, mm. Uh, I'm just uh, oh, to was look it symbolic
0: the, of our of our battle against? Uh, <laughs> that's oh, the that's interesting.
1: What makes what makes? Uh, uh, so, Goofy, as in George Geef, yeah. had a son in the in these uh, these, these. Sure, movies. with
0: with Goofy's wife,
1: with uh, Goofy's wife. Yeah, we never saw Goofy's wife though. Never saw her face. Never saw what she looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was different? Uh, physically, aside yeah. from height, yeah, uh, about uh, Goofy's son than uh, Goofy, he didn't th- have something that his father uh, had. Uh, was it uh, one tooth? Um, I don't know about that. I think he did have those oh, okay. uh, weird teeth. Okay, uh, but he didn't have dog ears.
0: Oh man, I was gonna guess. I was gonna guess only one dog ear. Mm. I was thinking of the rabbit from Life in Hell. Oh, uh, uh, Bongo, Bongo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it would have been half right yeah, I love going down the uh, George Geefe rabbit hole.
1: <laughs> um, speaking of uh, films.
0: Films, yeah. Right,
1: without spoiling things. Okay. I finally saw that Matrix movie. Oh, yeah. 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 I saw it. Hmm? So, uh, yeah, that felt like, uh, okay. And knowing that, uh, you know, uh, we know a storyboarder from that. Sure. And, uh, that's nice yep. good. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. So, uh, that felt like a TV show to me. That felt like uh, you know something you'd see on Netflix or you know Disney Plus, okay, or something along the way, Whatever you would see, like you're saying, because it's was kind like, of
0: scaled down. In- yeah,
1: kind of scaled down. Uh, you know, kind of an interesting concept off the top, kind of introduced, not completely delivering on that, but still, you're you're kind of like, yeah, it's nice to see these characters. It's <laughs> nice. That's nice. And again, not spoiling anything, but not a not anything. I don't think there was any reason really for it.
0: Well, the movie tells you why why they're making it.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sure does. It sure does. Yeah, uh, You know, there's a lot of goodwill in it where you're like, hmm, yeah, I like that. That's fine. But then it's it just kind of goes through it again and then shows a lot of clips during it. And it's like, that quite, it wasn't quite a movie. I don't think it counts as a movie. Um, it f- felt like, a, like an anniversary special or a tribute or something. And so that's why I feel like it, yeah, TV, maybe more TV. Even though something like, Book of Boba Fett. I feel you know did it better than uh, than that. Matrix
0: I think movie. why it felt TV is because of the TV actors that were in it. Mm. You know, like uh, that is his name Jonathan Groff, the guy who plays his boss in the. Okay, I don't game know sh- him. He's, I know Neil Patrick Harris. But Neil Patrick Harris, of course, best known as Neil Patrick Harris. But I guess so now. But yeah, Jonathan Groff. Uh, he was in Mine Hunters, the the David Fincher show that was that was on okay, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Which I think of as a TV show. So I think of him as a TV actor, you know. And then, yeah, so it just felt kind of... And then there's a lot of actors from Sense8 in it as well, which I also think of as a TV show. So I guess you could get that sense to it. And then also had the woman from Daredevil, which which from Netflix... Or, sorry, not Daredevil. Uh, Iron Iron Fist? Iron Fist on Netflix as well.
1: Oh, was that... Okay, I didn't recognize the blue, her.
0: The blue-haired girl. Yeah, yeah, okay. Film, I didn't yeah. recognize her as, yeah. uh, as her. Okay, that's... But funny. that's... that's Yeah, so... I. It had a lot of people of that kind of, so that felt a little scaled down in terms of like, like someone was getting, two actors were getting big paychecks. Yeah. And a lot of other people were doing okay.
1: I guess for me, you know, the thing you get with a Wachowski film, whether you like them or not. Yeah. Is you go, well, that was a big idea. That was, that was weird. Mm-hmm. That went, that was not like any other movie I've seen. And this was well, the first, this was the first one I've seen that they've done. Or that one of them. You, I is
0: wouldn't done. say that about Bound, which I feel is just kind of like a, a hard-boiled or you know film noir sort of riff.
1: Is that the um? Is that like from a long time ago? Jennifer, Jennifer Tilly, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get. It. But from Matrix on. Yeah, yeah.
0: Matrix is a big idea. Matrix was like Matrix a hard a sell. Idea, but
1: even like Speed Racer, as like you yeah. know. I'm not a speed racer fan, but it's like, well, that's a big it's ass a visual. Weird. It's
0: a very visually interesting yeah. film. Yeah, they I do mean, a lot Jupiter of big ideas. I Jupiter
1: Ascending, you know, whether you like it or not, and I've grown to like it over time, is is just like, brainwashing, well, that's if that's we, the case. What's that? Oh. I've just
0: been, been brainwashed, obviously. It could be. And You're a member of a cult now.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, but it's like, that's weird and big and what bees recognize royalty and he's a he's a royal jelly you know yeah royal jelly and he's uh, you know T- Tatum is like on a uh, flying skateboard but he's a werewolf and it's like well okay I haven't like I could honestly tell you I've not seen this movie before like it or not yeah that seems new to me you know, mm. Cloud Atlas no, is it Cloud Atlas Cloud Atlas, did? Yeah. Cloud Atlas again that was a confusing mess for me that i watched on a plane and i was
0: like oh but again i i haven't seen that before. i like that they i like that they like big ideas and i feel like this movie i mean for for one thing it's only lana wachowski not yeah. lily wachowski so it's missing half of the team that put their minds to make right to make the matrix and i think that's a significant difference and the, to
1: make all those other movies as well yeah,
0: yeah 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 and then i so i think that's a significant difference and i, I and I did what I watched a review of it that I that I thought was very interesting and kind of made me go hmm, which was this person read it as like a trans like a coming out story.
1: Okay, for for like I I've heard that the Matrix itself, the original, yeah. is kind of that as well. But so what was the coming out? Just uh, oh, a story. It's, transitioning? Yeah,
0: just a story itself. But someone who needs to, I, I can't go through all the things because yeah, yeah. I, I watched, like, I watched this thing once while I was folding laundry. So I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert okay. on this reading. But I just thought it was an interesting take on it, and I went, "Oh, I didn't think of it that way," because I know that someone I know was very disappointed by it and called it like uh, a fanboy, you know, like for fa- for fanboys. And I was like, I don't see it that way because. I don't want to give away the ending, but the ending to me is like a complete reversal of what fanboys would want mm. for a movie like this. Like what, you know, people who are like angry at woke movies or whatever are not going to enjoy the yeah. end of this film. You know, they're going to be like, oh, damn it. You, as usual, it's this, you know, like the critical drinker is not going to like this movie, huh. you know. Okay. Because he hates women. Yeah. And so he's not going to like how this movie goes. So that's that's just how it goes, you know. Uh, he says he doesn't. Oh, of course he does But yeah. If you've watched his movie, his movie reviews, which I made the mistake of watching a couple. I know. mean,
1: the way you know that someone doesn't have issues with women is if they make you say sign a form saying that they're not a misogynist.
0: <laughs> that's always a good sign. That's always
1: a good sign that sure, you've sure. got a good, healthy relationship yeah. with yeah. women. That's exactly. that's uh, if yeah. I don't get if I don't get someone asking me to sign a form, I'm yeah. just like this guy might have a problem with sure. women.
0: Yeah. If I you're think. if your objection to a a character in a movie is that it's a high level person played by a woman. If that's your objection, you might have a problem with women. Mm. I'm not saying you know. Yeah. I just the little things you I've might noticed. Be a redneck. I've just noticed watching watching reviews of people that you know by people that uh, there's a point where I turn them off, and it's usually around there.
1: Yeah, I think uh, like I, obviously this was a tribute, a, in, a, in a weird way, a self tribute to the matrix and mm-hmm. that you're showing so many clips of the previous one that you're going, <laughs> I, just, pretty I felt movie. like
0: those were attempts to like familiarize ourselves with movies. We probably haven't seen in 15 or more years. I've not seen, but it's, but, uh, I've know, not seen a single matrix film since they were in the theater. I mean, the one thing, so oh I appreciated those little back backflash. I was
1: about to say the one thing that Ghostbusters afterlife didn't do was have them sit down and watch the Ghostbusters movie? Yeah, but they did. They did at one point. They actually did go to YouTube. Yeah. and they watched a scene from the Ghostbusters movie. They okay, did. Okay. They watched the ad. The the uh, the, the ad. Ads, they yeah, were willing yeah. to believe you. Ad. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, no, oh, no, that did, that did happen. In but that in, movie. The, but and in that one to me is like to be fair, fanboy.
0: To be fair to that universe, I mean, that is in the universe of Ghostbusters that they made an ad and it was on. It ran in New York City, so it would be on. T- TV or would it be on YouTube the same way that ads that exist in my life are available on YouTube for me to watch. Right. So they're not that in the movie, it's not an ad from the movie, it's a ad from their life.
1: Such a weird idea in the damn Ghostbuster freaking movie of just like, does nobody remember this? Does no one believe this? What are the comments like? Does, <laughs> are the comments like, yeah, um, uh, people I know were killed by ghosts then? and Yeah, yeah. But and
0: then th- someone else saying, no, that's not true at all because a, it's a government conspiracy. Yeah. Like you were just totally if influenced by in the, the, the deep drinking state. Water.
1: Wait, no, I've got pictures <laughs> of the Statue of Liberty uh, walking uh, uh, t- down the street. not really canon. Ghostbusters 2 isn't canon? No, I don't
0: think that's canon. Because I've never seen it, so it can't be canon. Oh, all
1: right. Well, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, well, there you go. Asked and answered. Uh,
0: I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm glad know. that you watched. Uh, I think, personally, I thought it was better than the... I wouldn't say technically better, but I, it's story-wise, I preferred this most recent Matrix to the two sequels to the original matrix
1: to the third sequel yes to the second one no because i like the uh, fight on the
0: truck yeah yeah that's a good sequence in the movie but the rest yeah. of the film is like a, a incoherent mess to me i did like that scene yeah. but don't forget it also had the rave uh, sequence and that yeah, I know. that's like -100 to the the highway scenes plus 10
2: well,
0: you, it's a very good fight sequence the highway sequence yeah, is yeah. very good and i uh, can't
1: think of anything comparable in this one where i'd go like you know what scene I'd like to see again mm. from this movie? Yeah. No.
0: No, I agree with you there. Like, there's nothing, like, as fantastic. In, like, that 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 favorite oh, scene is the great.
1: concepts in the second one where they're just running through hallways with the key master and doing things, and now you're here, and now you're in this other world. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, okay, now needed- we're twisting brains, and yeah. we're, we're having some fun you know but uh, the problem is
0: the, is it's so twisty that you're just you come out of the end of the movie and you're just like oh, i don't even know what i was watching well
1: you don't come out of the movie like you you like at the end of the movie it's just like uh you know uh it's empire strikes back it's like things are terrible yeah what's gonna happen and then yeah. by the third one you've got to do that okay let's put all the toys back in the box <laughs> let's
0: put them all back in the box
1: we don't want the toys out of the box we want to be able to play with them yeah yeah
0: everything's back in the box yeah nice yeah and set we here we go yeah you're right yeah no, and I I just felt like what I liked about the Matrix film and why I think the Matrix film should be the only film, is that it ends with so much possibility. Yeah, the potential of that of the ending of that movie is so fantastic that you can't possibly do anything that's better than what you're just you're feeling about what could happen. Is is so you know like I'm not gonna sit down and go what will Neo do now? I bet you he flies and then he goes and he rescues a lady and that, like I'm not gonna do that. It's just a feeling. Of, of wow! Like this guy has gone from this to this, and that's so so amazing. Like this, the potential is so amazing. Yeah. And when this film—and sorry, folks—if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to give away too much. But I'm I'm going to say that when this film ends, it ends with a feeling like oh, the potential of where they can go from here is so amazing. Yeah. I'm not going to think, oh, they go there and they do this, and then they go to have a picnic, and then they go to an antique store and they do some shopping. Like I'm not going to do that. But I'm just going to be like, I feel like I feel this. Rise of like, ah, this is amazing. The possibilities now, yeah, yeah. and they've opened the door up for like so much more. It's
1: such a good way to it's. It's a good way to end your actions, sci-fi whatever. Which is not how I movie. not
0: how I finished the Matrix trilogy. When that ended, I was like, I'm don't like rain, and I don't want to see anyone in droopy sweaters. No. And I'm really sick, and I'm really sick of like, like a, why did it end with like a neo blind and it turns out it's just like a heroic cycle that he just goes through like a Sisyphean thing where you know it's a constant struggle and there's no like there's no real win win to it he just he returns again as this heroic figure that goes through the exact same cycle and Whoop de doo! Like, like okay, like it's not you don't feel like you don't feel the way you you here's, felt at the end of the the here's Matrix. Here's the most
1: unrealistic uh, thing, and I'll just say because like this is actually in the trailer that uh, okay, it, the Matrix is a video game in the in the recent movie. Yeah. So uh, Neo is a programmer that made the Matrix video game, and sure. it's been a trilogy apparently. And uh, you know, and uh, now they're gonna remake it or some such. Yeah. A character. I'm not gonna say what character uh, comes up to Neo at a certain point and just goes. Hey, yeah, uh, you know, because it's a very famous game. Yeah, and he's apparently, he's gotten rich off this game, yeah. or whatever, and he's famous for for this. Yeah, and uh, this character goes, "Yeah, I, uh, I I played it last night. I played th- I played through the game last night. No, oh. <laughs> you played through the whole game <laughs> in a night. Yeah, it's and this silly. is this is a popular video game in mm-hmm. this world. Yeah, like it was a game that you could complete in a couple of hours. <laughs> That's what you did, and you played the whole game, and now you've got notes. And, yeah. you, and you're wide awake. You didn't stay up yeah, late. Yeah. You're like, eh, I think I'll, I'll play through this whole video game. Okay, well, I don't know, maybe two hours, and then get a nice night's sleep. And just like, what kind of fucking game was this? Yeah.
0: Well, to be fair, it's says the mum talking. Whoa. So all right, now we're saying know. what character
1: it was. You know, <laughs> did she just play a bit?
0: Yeah. Like, and she said, I played the whole game. Yeah, she played the whole game. Well, your mum would. She sat down. And, she's not gonna play a whole video game.
1: Just the idea of like,
0: she did a level, and then she said, Oh, I guess that's the whole game.
1: I mean, I. Mean, game lasts longer than a movie. If she had sat down and just went, well, Yeah, I watched the three Matrix movies in a row, you'd go, fuck you, you did. You did not. No one watch it could watch three Matrix movies in a row. You don't think so? Like, not cold. Not, not just like as a regular person. Like if you did as a super fan, they're yeah. just like, settle in. We're gonna watch all three of these guys. <laughs> I guess I, I guess
0: it. I gotta do that now. Everyone. They're
1: pretty long.
0: Guess I gotta you know? do it now. And
1: they're not a video game. Oh, you're right, I couldn't and do not it. a video game
0: I'm assuming, trilogy! Do you have to do Resurrection? If I was going to do that, would I have to do resurrections as well, or is it just the three films?
1: I think it's just three films.
0: <sighs> that's stuff. a lot of it. That's a big part of a day gone. Yeah,
1: did she also play the Animatrix?
0: <laughs> I've never seen those.
1: Yeah, there, there's some good right. some some good stuff. I mean, again, it's just like big imagination, weird shit. It's mm-hmm. fine. Some some stuff's uh, the kind of animation that's dark, and I yeah. don't, yeah. as in like, philosophically emotionally dark, that I'm like, eh, everything's a bummer. Because, you know, it's robots doing things, but the the one thing that I did see uh, that 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 I completely agreed with in this one kind of jokey review was um, they again they make the classic mistake classic mistake in a movie where you describe a better movie than the movie that you're mm-hmm. watching, mm. and you know it's like someone says, "Hey, you know what just happened before you got here for the last couple of blah, blah blah blah? Oh, this happened, and then this happened. Well, there was a this, and then that. Well, this happened, and then that. Anyway, so that's why things are like this now." Oh, well, that's your movie. Yeah. That is your movie. That's an insanely good idea for a movie. Let's watch (laughs) that movie. And it's like, no, we're going to watch this movie. Yeah, I'm glad you got here. We settled all that, though. Oh, you came just after World War II. (laughs) Woo! Okay, so we're starting this story in 1947. Like, all right, what happens? I don't know. We're all trying to get get the GI Bill and start in college.
0: I guess guess you've never seen the best years of their lives. But those weren't
1: the best years, right?
0: It's a a post-war film.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. But they weren't the best years of their lives,
0: right? (sighs) Yeah, I guess it's sort of ironic. This is the thing. The reason I know that, (laughs) even though I haven't seen
1: it, is uh, uh, there was a couple of debates I got into about uh, the Why the Last Man uh, TV show title where uh, people were like, yeah, but, you know, it's like uh, people have problems with the title and and some people are, you know, for for various reasons, then, but other people were having problems with, like, but he's not the last man. It's like, yeah, it's a mislead. The title's a mislead, and the th- the description I always go with with that is like, and then the Wonderful Wizard of Oz, <laughs> the title character yeah. isn't, it, it, you know, the main character isn't a wizard. Yeah, he's not wonderful. Yeah, he's not from Oz. <laughs> He's the MacGuffin. He's yeah. the he's, the, he's yeah. the reason that the woman yeah. goes on a journey, and you know, and uh, is the motivation. But they're not the lead. And whereas you know, in the in the comic book, yes, they were the lead. But in the TV show, they weren't the lead. And I was like, yeah, but he's the title character, which doesn't make them the main character. character. And I brought that up. I also would bring up like the Maltese Falcon, and it's just like. The Maltese Falcon isn't walking around <laughs> and, you know, yeah. solving mysteries, yeah. even though the Maltese Falcon is the late king, king character, and so on. By the way, on a complete side note... Yeah, I well, think he is pointing at me, everyone. I am pointing at you. <laughs> um, what did I do now? Uh, we had a discussion uh, m- many, many, many shows ago. I don't know how many months ago. But it was about how, uh, you know, I was worried that, like, with Wizard of Oz, someone at some point was going to tell me, uh, you know what this really is about? And it's like, it's like a political cartoon, because it feels so much... I I think like we
0: talked that. about that on the show a long time ago. We didn't did,
1: we? and you were like, "I don't think it is."
0: No, no, you told me like it was about like some sort of like. Uh, oh, what
1: did I say? It Amer- was about
0: American it? politicals thingy with uh, I can't remember now. Okay,
1: because some... I heard recently someone yeah. broke it down. Okay, and in a way that was not totally familiar to me because I thought, yeah, there was some politics mm-hmm. uh, to it, but uh, yeah, they, it got broken down in this Jimmy Carr book that I'm that I'm reading. Okay, and it was like, okay, so this is what Wizard of Oz apparently is about. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Who knows? But the cowardly lion mm-hmm. is a politician. Okay. And the politician needs courage. Okay. The scarecrow is a farmer. The farmer needs brains, needs to be smart. Okay. The, uh, the tin woodsman is, uh, the industrial complex. Okay. And they need a heart. Huh. Uh, and the wizard, uh, is basically America. And what America needs is belief in the system. <laughs> But everyone all has the things they, sure. they need, and mm-hmm. they actually don't need the wizard. But the wizard just needs them to all go, no, no, I'm running things, and I'm in control. But the wizard is not running things and is not in control.
0: Huh. Yeah. Uh, could be. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I've talked about that before in the show where I I read a annotated Alice in Wonderland written by Martin Gardner, who is a a, a writer I like. I didn't know who he was when I read this book, though. I got out of the library in grade 12 or something. And so it, you know, you read like a little bit of Alice in Wonderland. So, you know, Alice in Wonderland, she fell down. Blah, blah, eh. And then there's a footnote. Crazy character. Then you got to go down to the footnote. Okay. Then you read this long description of what this actually is about. And then you go, you know, some political thing, you know, Disraeli, uh, blah, blah, blah. And, this. <laughs> and then, you, then you go, okay, uh, and then you go back up again. And then you read a little bit more. Oh, footnote two, go down. Uh-huh. Uh, read about that. Uh, uh, all right. Okay, back, back up. Back, read some more. <laughs> oh, another footnote. I was just so boring. It just reduced what the first time I read it because like, I liked it, I liked the book a lot. I actually asked for a complete Lewis Carroll when I was uh, in in junior high school. Oh wow! And I still have that book to this day. It's a very nice book. It has all his stuff in there, you know. And I know, and you know, I really enjoyed reading the Alice Wonderland and whatnot. And so, but that book just made it so dry. And maybe it maybe that was what those things were about. Maybe it was references to the actual Queen Victoria and to the political people, you know, the politicians that surrounded her at that time period. But at the same time, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares?
1: Do you feel the same way about Gulliver's Travels, or do you just want to like because that one is blatantly about certain things, or do you want to just enjoy the story and just go? That's yeah, a fun story.
0: Um. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think you need to know like the religious background to the to the egg thing, okay. like I think the egg thing is just non- nonsensical enough as a reason to fight that it's that it's fun, you know, and meaningful because it's so ridiculous why they're fighting. It is a, it it just sums up like the ridiculousness of war. You don't need to know that it's the ridiculousness of of religious wars. Okay, you know, pro- pro- Protestantism versus Catholicism, which is basically what he was talking yeah. about. You know?
1: You're so similar that it's. Ridiculous! Yeah,
0: particularly if you're British and you're a part of the Anglican Church, which was like in every way like the Catholic Church, except for the removal of the Pope as the head of the church. They still like followed a very similar liturgy. Yeah, you know, and had you know similar beliefs and things. There were different. Obviously, they also incorporated Protestant things into it as well. But you know, in many ways, it was still a you know. But and for someone like Swift, who was lived in Dublin, you know, for a lot of his life. Lived in Ireland, which is why he wrote, you know, like the Modest Proposal and things like that. There were those were personally meaningful to him because he lived amongst those people, you know, as a dean of, uh, you know, a dean. But he was an Anglican dean, so he was there for the Protestants. But he also had, you know, con, you know, I was going to say Congress, you know, connections to the to mm-hmm. the Catholic part of part of that, uh, uh, you know, the the Catholic elements of Ireland as well. And so, you know, those so those stories have like personal meaning to him, you know, like what the, you know, the idea of like, why are we fighting in Gulliver's travels or the exploitation of the, of the Irish in a modest proposal. Um, So, yeah, I just, but I don't think it, I don't think it, I don't think your enjoyment should hinge on that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think,
1: yeah, it's gotta be a good story on its own. Yeah. It has
0: to be a good story on its own. It isn't, it's, you know,
1: it'd be an interesting challenge to, uh, (laughs) it's almost like we got the Cinephal game in front of us. It'd be an interesting challenge to take, uh, a movie or like a classic story that everyone knows and then world event and then just go well you know gilligan's island was really about world war one I. <laughs> I was like what well the the boat crashing was really the assassination yeah, yeah. of archduke france i'm sure you could do that if yeah, you want to just like and what represent i mean obviously gilligan represents and then you go through go through the thing sure sure yeah yeah,
0: yeah the, the class struggle you know the intellect, intellect intelligentsia, the intelligentsia. Yeah, yeah.
1: The fall of the Roman Empire, of course, <laughs> is the Brady Bunch. Now, listen. I mean, I'm not. I'm not telling anyone anything yeah, they don't not already know school here. But, yeah. And then just uh, just break it on For down. Sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I always thought of the Brady Bunch as being more about the uh the Catholic Schism when they had the two popes. Okay, that's how I've always thought of it. You know, I think it really fits that. You know, the Pope of Avignon, the Pope of Rome. You know,
1: well, what you need with the Brady Bunch because it starts with tact. You know. You, I mean, it starts with a death,
0: yes, for sure,
1: mm-hmm. and possibly two deaths, though they're never really clear. Never really clear whether it, whether it, once it again, does or not. once again George Geef. You don't on yeah, the you prowl. Don't, you don't know,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, so you need to just find some political time in history where it's like two deaths started something, and then there was a merging of the two. Uh, you know, two countries, two worlds, two somethings. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go like, it's Brady Bunch, and here's how it goes. And then you take classic episodes and go like, this is the football in the face, of course, represents
0: the conflict. <laughs> the UFO in the backyard was... Um, yeah. Oh, the... what do I... I was going to say something about uh, Gulliver Shovels. I find interesting about it, as well as Don Quixote, is in both cases, the authors wrote half of the book and then took some time away from it and came back. And their attitudes were, were radically different. Oh. You know, like, like Swift had had many personal disappointments by the time he came back to Gulliver's Travels and like personal, like political, personal, you know, he had like, he had aspirate, political aspirations and he also wanted like, you needed patronage in those days and he was, wanted patronage. He didn't want to be in Dublin. Right. He wanted to be in England, you know, where he could be witty and, and go to parties and be a bon vivant, you know, but instead he's like, you know, portless. let's, like a poor sucker in Dublin, like hundreds of miles away from the heart of, of politics and creative life and, you know, artistic life in in England at the time, London, Yeah, you know? And so he wanted to be there, but he didn't, he couldn't, he didn't get any patronage and he just got more and more bitter about it. And he started suffering from like mental illness about it as well because he was so depressed and he had, you know, and personally disappointed. And, and so that affects the second half, the latter half of Gulliver's travels is, is much darker and much more despairing than the first part. Like, the first part is a bit of a romp. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's big people, small people. Ah, That's really funny. basically
1: what they make movies out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't make a lot of movies out of the second part. Yeah, they part.
0: don't want it to the winnems and, you know, the degradation of humans and his his own, uh, Gulliver's own descent into madness where he thinks he's a horse because he wants to be a horse. He wants to be a winnem. Uh, and the same thing happened with... Um, with don quixote the first part of it is very light and kind of fun and, and cheerful and then the second half of it's much darker and it's a, it's a more and it's like a exploration of celebrity okay of don quixote as a celebrated person and how how that how that what that relates to and it's just you know all about life changes and stuff for the authors and it's kind of interesting in that in that way I, I find both those books more fascinating as like a study of like the these two parts rather than as, as you know but anyway they're both good reads though
1: great so uh, the book, uh, the book report uh, for next week is uh, <laughs> yes is Don Quixote.
0: Please, yeah, read in a week, everyone.
1: Um, Dave, you brought over a box. Uh, I did earlier.
0: bring a box over.
1: Uh, if we talk about the box, that means I get to have something in the box. So sure. Okay. not we talk about the box,
0: well, we did talk about the box on okay. the show already, but this is this is the box from Australia. Yeah. I finally. I'm going uh, go, to bring, bring it. it to the table. Yeah, yeah, bring it over to the table. Okay. You look through it. I've already looked through it. So okay. you put it in your lap. Put it in your lap.
1: All right. It sounds weird. <laughs> that way. All right. So I'm opening up the box. Put that
0: food I'm going to eat later in your lap.
1: Okay. And, uh, and we got in here some violet crumbles. Oh,
0: so, yeah. Just move first that stuff all, out of
1: the. First of all, we got some, uh, yeah, some I, spark stuff.
0: I, I signed those. We so.
1: got uh, letters that we've, we've mm-hmm. read these already, Yes, right? that's right. Letters right, to the editor. Right? Okay, but take nice. a
0: look at that card there. No, no. The, well, yeah. Take a look at the, the drawing on the on the one you put down. Uh, Oop. There's a actual card there, though. Okay. Yes, there you go. That's right. Oh, nice. there's a beautiful uh, drawing yeah. of yeah.
1: Uh, myself and David, and our lower halves are dragons. That's right. So, yeah. yeah. And and uh, and uh, I'm wearing an I on my uh, shirt uh, to represent the uh, comic book I that I did in the 90s, yeah. and Dave's yeah. wearing a D to represent his uh, grades in high school.
0: <laughs> that is too true. That's a very sad, sad truth there. And then right? there
1: is a have a superhero kind of day card, and then, oh my gosh, so much stuff.
0: Yeah. We we went through a mo- we went oh, through most beautiful. of that so, so you, but you can you can per- peruse it at your leisure. Good
1: good. We have some uh oh, Carmelo koalas. Oh my gosh, this <laughs> is what I just want. I want to get a little out of this action. <laughs> Do you want something from the box? Uh, that... not right now. Thank you. All right, man. then I'm gonna put it over here. Cool. Thank you very much for the box. I just wanted to get into this Carmelo koala. Yeah, we'll divide that up later. All right.
0: Fairly and evenly, or um, not, or not.
1: Well, no, it's it's all it's all well and good and well and good. Thank
0: you. It's untouched, and we also looked at the 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 piggy bank or dragon bank as, dragon as, as, it, as it would be this lovely little thing. It's joined. It's joined the collection of dragons on our table here.
1: And we'll put money in it, and then we'll buy something special in a <laughs> in a year. We're
0: there you go. For our every time Ian swears, episode. we'll put uh, we'll put a coin in there. Oh fuck. Okay. Oh damn it! I gotta find a coin. Yeah. I need coins. I have fifty dollars in cash though in my pocket.
1: There we go. Oh. Put that. Put that in. Whoop. It's a there's a loony. I lost a I lost
0: a twenty. Anyway, I had fifty dollars. Hopefully That's the other, hopefully hopefully the can other you half is twenty dollars in, my... in. I put
1: I was going to put a buck in.
0: <laughs> it's too much.
1: Gets me nice out of it.
0: Okay. Anyway, uh, I you want to put a buck in there? Yeah. All right. Here we go, everyone. Let's just listen. Oh, nice! The sound of coins and plastic. How I love it!
1: And the nice thing is, I know no one will try and rob us because we have the RCMP protecting us. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. Uh Uh-oh. We're the heist. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Oh, Corona.
1: Oh, Corona. Uh, Speaking of music. Yes. Dave. Yes. um, Top five? It is a music week.
0: It is a music week.
1: And you have picked a theme.
0: I did pick a theme. Well, I did pick a theme.
1: Who picked a theme?
0: This was Crystal.
1: Oh, Crystal. She wrote
0: in some some suggestions. And I feel really guilty because I've been slowly chipping away at people's suggestions.
1: So this is all songs with... um, the word Crystal in the title, like Crystal Blue Persuasion. <laughs> crystal Blue Persuasion uh, by, by Tommy James and the Shondells, yes. Or, or songs by Crystal Gale or other people named Crystal. There's Crystal
0: Liaison by the Fugs. There's
1: the, uh, there's the song uh, You Look Marvelous by Billy Crystal, uh, <laughs> done as his Fernando <gasps> Shouldn't character. Shouldn't
0: be a title, though? That has, I don't know how many titles with Crystal would be, in them. We can find more. We can find more. Okay. Um, yeah. Crystal wrote, and she, she had a few suggestions. Okay. And although she no longer listens to the show, I followed them.
1: Right, after what you did.
0: After what I did, yes. Yep. Who can blame her? And, um, huh? What's that? Oh, Mary sent me a, a text. Okay. Because she, she wrote to me, she phoned to call me on the way home today, and she, she was getting some car repairs done, and she said, Dad, remember when I went to pick up Chinese food Okay. for, for a get-together, and I took your bank card, but I couldn't remember the PIN number, so I paid for it.
1: Right. What is your PIN number, by the way?
0: My PIN number. Is uh, known to me only. Okay. Let me just say Eve's uh, mnemonic device is the year of Dad's birth.
1: What if it was the letters P I N and then uh, and then like the hashtag for number?
0: <laughs> that would be your my pin. pin
1: number. Was literally pin number. How many people do you think have that? Oh,
0: that'd be great if that was your password.
1: Oh my god! Oh, we got to plan my, a heist.
0: My password is my pin number. Um. So. So yeah. So then she. I said. Uh, she said. Uh, because we got my car fixed. I, at first, I was kind of like, ah, whatever. I'll just write it off or just, you know, whatever. But, you know, now I need to pay for my car repairs. I'm wondering if you could send me the money. And I said, no, sorry. I'm afraid the statute of limitations is run out on that particular thing. You cannot get paid back for it. Okay. And then I said, no, just kidding. Send me the money. So she sent me the <laughs> send me the amount I owed her. And and I just saw it and I went, oh, that's uh, quite a bit of money. Why yeah. did not you ask me for that? Cars. Silly Billy? Cars. Why did not you ask me for that? Silly Billy. Oh, I went the wrong way with my uh, thing. I'm looking for my notes, everyone. Okay. While you
1: do that, I'm going to do an anti-vertigo exercise in the other room real quick. Okay. All
0: right. Okay, so like I was saying, we, or me, I followed a a suggestion from Crystal. And and Crystal's suggestion was she wanted me to do a top five Apple singles. And so that's pretty easy if you're going to do that. You just choose five Beatles songs and then you're like, hooray, we did it. But... I decided I was gonna do a top five Apple singles without involving any Beatles in as performers, like as the main performers of the song. There are songs here that feature Beatles playing on them, but not, not you know, it's not like a not a there's not a solo Beatle or a Beatles song chosen by me for this Apple singles. Because I just felt like that's too easy, and we should like give a give shine some light on the on the lesser people of the of that time period. The problem is, by the way, the problem is is that Um, the Apple records, they signed a, they signed a few good people, but not like a lot. Like they, they had like a little flurry of signings in the beginning of the label. They signed a few people and then they just kind of lost interest in that, or the Beatles lost interest. And then Ellen Klein took over the the daily management of, of Apple, you know, and he fired everybody that the Beatles knew, you know, who they... That they'd put in place there, so they, you know, the friends like or people who had come from NEMS like Pete Brown, Peter Brown, or or Alistair T- Taylor, or people who had been with them early on and then come back again like Derek Taylor, all got the axe. They all got the boot. So, so yeah, I think the kind of the wind went out of the wind and the fun went out of Apple, and I think they kind of lost they kind of lost uh, interest in it as a as a thing. But early on, they were well and truly into into uh, Apple. Particularly, oh, yeah. strangely enough, particularly George Harrison hmm. was probably the most active person on App for Apple, musically speaking. And to prove that, our first song we're going to play is by uh, Jackie Lomax, and his, uh, whose first album came out on Apple. And, but his first single was a song written by George Harrison, okay. featured Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr playing on the song, and was one of the earliest singles released by Apple Records. And they had a thing called Our First Four, which was their first four singles. It was like a promo thing that came out when they first started Apple, mm-hmm. which I think would have featured, I feel like I feel like it wouldn't have featured the first, the very first song. The very first Apple single is very weird. It's a Frank Sinatra song, sung by Frank Sinatra nope. called The Lady Is a Champ. Oh. And it's not it's not like a quality it's not a quality performance or recording. It's, is it a parody? Like it's what? not. It is Frank Sinatra.
1: Is it's he just, just doing "Ladies a, tr- a Tramp" but changing the?
0: I guess I listened to a bit of it and I couldn't I couldn't stand it because it sounded okay. so awful, so I stopped. But that was the very first. That's that's Apple. That's number one. Apple one.
1: Okay. Because
0: when they started, they just started with like a number system. They didn't have like a, a letter in front of it, or whatever. It's just it's just like a. So for instance, sour milk C, which is what we're going to listen to by Jackie by Jackie Lomax, is, is, uh, in the catalog is number three, Apple single. So it was a third single released by Apple Records. Uh, because, like, Hey Jude came out as well, but Hey Jude did not get an Apple number. It got a Parlophone number, and, and, and in, in America it got a Capitol Records number mm. because the Beatles were still signed to Parlophone or to EMI and to, and to um, Capitol in the States. So they couldn't use it. They weren't Apple, actually Apple artists, but as a as a courtesy, the records came out on Apple Records, but they were not numbered as Apple Records. If you understand what I'm saying, so let's give a listen to uh, Sour Milk Sea, which was a song written by George Harrison. Uh, it's on the Esher, um, the Kin Fons, uh demos that were done before White, the White Album. Okay, one of those was a a great version of of Sour Milk Sea. In fact, I prefer it to this version, to be honest with oh. you. Uh, And it's great But it never was And it would have been great If the Beatles had recorded Sour Milk Sea During the White Album sessions Would have been fantastic They didn't So we have this version of it And this is the mono version Which is way better sounding Than the stereo version Which to me sounds very muddy And kind of unpleasant Okay This is the So this is the mono version Of Jackie Lomax Singing Sour Milk Sea Written by George Harrison This is uh, Apple The third single Released by Apple Records Here we go everyone (laughs)
1: nice that was uh funky yeah uh, yeah i just really enjoyed that yeah it's a good song good
0: stuff i guess jackie lomax was a friend of the beatles in in liverpool he played in a group called the undertakers uh, in liverpool for a while Then they went they went to the states and performed there for a couple years and then he came back to england and then i guess john lennon encouraged him to start a solo career and he kind of ended up into the in the apple sable early on as he was kind of friends with the band so there you go that's their First one
1: now. Just to just to tag a little bit of info you had mm-hmm. on the the Frank Sinatra thing. Yeah, I was just looking at looking that up, and I couldn't really like he he, uh, he re-recorded uh, "Lady Is a Tramp" as "The Gentleman Is a Champ." Okay, as well, and he did the he did that twice mm. for two uh, people. Mm. One was Orson Welles. Okay, and the other was uh, singing about "Spiro Agnew." Oh, so um, one of those is wrong okay
0: yeah that's a weird isn't it i guess that's because uh, with frank sinatra when he got rejected by the kennedys mm. after he felt like he had helped them win the election there's a really good film about frank sinatra preparing his his uh pl- his place his home for a visit by the kennedys uh it's very good i think it has ray liotta as as sinatra oh okay it's quite a good film and anyway but uh yeah he was disappointed So. No spoilers, but he was disappointed. It's history, folks. Come on. But when that happened, he like abandoned his longtime democratic beliefs and became mm-hmm. a Republican. Because he felt spurned by the Democratic Party. That
1: always goes well. That always goes well.
0: Always <laughs> goes well. <laughs> All right, our second our second song, everyone. This is the Sundown Playboys.
1: Okay, good name.
0: Uh this is um number 44 in the in the Apple catalog, number 44 came out in 1972. Uh, Now, the Sundown Playboys were a Cajun group at a time when it wasn't super well-known. Like, Cajun music wasn't really popular, wasn't heard outside of uh, Louisiana, unless you were like a kind of a crazy person who loved Cajun music and sought it out. But it wasn't like on the radio, it wasn't something that people talked about. If you said, oh, I love Zydeco music or someone they'd say, hey, what? Sorry, what was that? But I guess one of the players in the group sent uh, a recording of themselves playing to Apple Records. Just because he was a big Beatles fan. And the Beatles heard it and liked it. And so they released the single. So this is Saturday Night Special by the Sundown Playboys from 1972. Here we go. probably didn't think you'd hear that on a collection of apple singles right no
1: i no, i didn't uh yeah the the yeehaw was a surprise <laughs> uh i think I, I think i'm coming with like a ptsd of doing square dancing in high school so mm. i'm a little bit you know when i hear that as a like, oh boy <laughs> oh here we go well so you know that i mean technically it's fine just not not for me yeah particularly
0: i, I enjoy that kind of mu- i enjoy that music so it's i thought it was quite fun and and like you, I'm a sophisticated person. I took social dancing. Ah, okay. I learned to foxtrot and cha-cha at in high school. I so. learned
1: anti-social dancing. <laughs> so we just did a mosh pit and just like slammed into each other really, really
0: hard. <laughs> all right. Um, now, let's move on to uh, another early signing to Apple Records. This was an American artist who has a very popular song that we've all heard many, many times. Oh, Happy Birthday? She co-wrote she co- it? No. Okay. Not Happy Birthday. That is a song we also have heard many times, but and I guess by saying that I'm not really narrowing it down very much because there are many songs. There
1: are many songs I've that, heard that we've heard more many many once. times. Yeah, but yeah. this
0: song is goes just one look, or you know the da 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 yeah, da yeah, by Doris Troy. Okay, who was the co writer of that song recorded yeah, first don't it.
1: succeed uh, Troy Troy again.
0: And <laughs> when in 1969 she moved to London, she left the states, moved to London. Maybe looking for work, looking for better work. She was a, did a lot of background singing as well. And so that she was getting a lot of work at doing that in England. But she got signed to Apple Records. And she put out a, an album on Apple Records. Uh, but this is a single, of course. And this is a, it has to be a single. I accidentally originally... Oh, yeah, because I had to... Oh, you haven't heard this song, have you?
1: What? what I listened to the songs you sent me.
0: Because I was going to send you one... Because I had to take a song off.
1: So I haven't heard this one.
0: You haven't heard this one. Sorry about that. That's okay. Sorry about that. You know what? You just talk about it. I meant to send it to you last night because I realized, when I was looking back through my the singles, I realized that I, one of them I had sent you, that the um, song by um, Mary Hopkin is not a single.
1: Okay. So this is not Happiness Runs. This is not
0: Happiness right? Runs. I'm sorry. I tried right. to take it off. Because but it if was. I
1: was to talk about that one, I'd say it was Very Sound of Music.
0: Very Sound of Music? Yeah. yeah and
1: uh, I like songs... That in the middle of them go la
0: la 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 la. So I, I La like la 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 Written by Donovan. That song. All
1: right. But, so uh, because I have not heard this song, yeah, I'm going to go into that other room one more time and do the vertigo thing on the other <laughs> <laughs> ear uh, while you talk about this one.
0: Sure, oh. sure. So this is uh, this is about uh, how much to say. This is by Doris Troy. Uh, i have <laughs> got nothing more to say. Um, so here we go, everyone. This is uh, from 1970. Um uh, Apple Apple Records number forty-one by Doris Troy. Here's Jacob's Ladder.
2: Rise, shine, give
0: And we're back. I'm sorry that I forgot to send that to Ian last night. I made this change. I meant to send him uh, a, an update, and I did not. And that was my fault. Did I say number forty-one? I meant number twenty-eight from 1970. Number twenty-eight. Because um, number forty-one is our next song, everyone. This is uh, this is Yoko Ono, who I don't know how she got in. She got signed to Apple Records. I don't know what her in was, but she must have had like some kind of in because she was better known. You know, through most of the 60s, she was a very well-known conceptual artist. She was part of the Fluxus movement in New York City and did many interesting uh, many interesting films. She did Bottoms, which is a film of women's bottoms. And she also did a film where people cut parts of her clothing off while she sits on a chair. And, you know, she's, like I say, conceptual art, everyone. So you can take it or leave it. I I quite like her work myself. I think it's very interesting. But then I when... like her work as well. When she... Uh, Ended up in England, uh, married to some guy. Not too sure who she was married to, but for whatever reason, very
1: generic first name, I think.
0: Yeah, she got she had an in, and she got signed to to um, Apple Records. And I'm kidding, of course. She was signed. She was married to John Lennon, and that was her in. And they did the Plastic Ono Band. But what was interesting about the Plastic Ono Band is they did album. They did an album as John Lennon, and then they did an album as Yoko Ono, mm. and they're both considered the Plastic Ono Band. And so that's kind of a cool part of her. But this is from, this is from a bit later. This is an Apple Records single from 1972. Uh, catalog number number 41, as I said. And this is Yoko Ono with a song, Mind Train. And um, this is not quite, well, it is, it's kind of what you expect from Yoko Ono. It's, uh, I think it's great though. This is, a, this is Mind Train from uh, Yoko Ono. And we're back.
1: Yeah, I really like the uh, the, uh, it's weird to say good beat. You can dance to it. Yeah, yeah. But like, it really is a good beat. Right? Yeah, it's like, I mean, like it's a kind of funky
0: and song fun. and really, yeah. It <laughs>
1: reminded me of, uh, of Was Not Was. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Do you know what group was really influenced by her singing? No. The B52s. Oh, yeah, okay. You can I'll hear that, it. like, in Rock Wabs or stuff sure, like that. Sure. They'll do, like, a very Yoko Ono kind of, kind of yeah. cry, like, ah, 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 ah. She was really into doing that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a good song, though. It's a really good song. She has a lot of good songs. Like, she gets written off unfairly because her songs are really good, I think. Another song by her called Mrs. Lennon, which is a really good song as well. I,
1: you know, I like that she's kind of gone through a redemption while she's still around. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. I mean, it feels like she's the kind of person who. You know, and I'm, you know, stay in good health for as long as possible. But, like, when she passes, it would be the kind of person, you know, she was really. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And look at her art. And it's like, okay, it's just nice, you Mm -hmm. know, that, you know, people seem to have, uh, you know, uh, gotten past some things. (laughs) And uh, smartened up. Yeah.
0: For sure. All right. Number five, everyone. Number five. This is a.
1: This is a popular song. How'd this make it? (laughs) This is a song that I've heard. Well. What's going on? I, it was confusing. i this was is like, wait, th- this sounds a lot like that song I know this and is, I was like, hey, I know this song.
0: Besides the Beatles, the I was, this is a song by Badfinger. Badfinger were the most pro- successful band. Right. Unfortunately not. They were commercially successful, not. Their career was a disaster. Their career oh. was a disaster. Two members committed suicide because their career was such a disaster.
1: Ooh, sorry about that. They
0: uh they're, they they made no money. They signed very bad management management deals.
1: I heard that the Brady Bunch was based on them because it starts with two deaths. <laughs> there you go. And then, in a...
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a disaster. Like they, their money was frozen because of they, they, like they, they, they couldn't get any royalties, and it was just like it was so hard for them. And and uh, yeah, Pete Ham committed suicide, I think, in '74, or maybe '77. And then Tom Evans, the other kind of main songwriter in the group, he killed himself in 1983. And it's sad because they were yeah, a great group. Awesome. They were a super talented group and you know like songs like without you of course nielsen took that song to like super like super hit status but they just made no money they made they got uh they got an, uh, they got like a weekly uh you know they got like paid weekly like a weekly salary and they didn't see any of the royalties for the uh-huh. stuff they did it's just real disaster really unfair but they made some great music while they were around right This is from their album Straight Up, which is my favorite album by them. It has another song I love by them, "Baby Blue," which features at the very last episode of Breaking Bad when he's laying on the floor dying. They play "Baby Blue," and so I decided I wouldn't do that song because I think most people have heard that song from Breaking Bad, and and also I I have a a "Baby Blue" top five that I want to do one day. So I moved that one to that one. I went I'm putting it over there. That's That's a bit of a blues traveler. It's a bit of a blues traveler. That's right, blues traveler. Um and so I um
1: oh blues brother.
0: <laughs> no, I was thinking of the group.
1: Yeah, no, I know, I know. That. So was I.
0: There's a there's a guy, the guy who plays harmonicas. He wears a vest with harmonica pockets. Okay, that seems sad.
1: That's where he keeps his blues clues. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> so, uh so the album Straight Up. So Badfinger <laughs> made this album called Straight Up. Okay. Just gave it to Apple. They self self produced it. They gave it to Apple. Apple said, Nope, no good. No good. You need to, like, give us something that we can sell.
1: Okay.
0: So then George Harrison volunteered to produce it. So this song was produced by George Harrison. Uh, And apparently he spent, like, four hours getting the uh, sound right for the slide guitar. He he said, do you guys mind if I play on it? They're like, George Harrison's going to play on our music. (laughs) This is awesome. And then they had to sit there for, like, four hours while he, like, tried to work out, like, getting the two guitar parts, because there's two slide parts. It uh, synced up. And, I mean... That was the Beatles. He took the time to get it right. Badfinger though, were are saying, by the way, we're paying for this session. Like this comes out of our salary, right? Um, so, but then he got distracted. He did a few songs, and then he got distracted because the co- the concert of Bangladesh came up. Mm. And so he couldn't produce it. And so then Todd Rundgren came in. And Todd Rundgren took the songs that George Harrison had done. And so he remixed those and, and added change. Oh. Uh, according to him, the drum sounds were really bad. So he re- re-recorded the drum sounds. And then remix the songs. And so, but this one was from the George period. And then Baby Blue is from the Todd Rundgren period. Okay. And anyway, so let's listen to Day by Day, everyone, because it's a good song.
1: Uh, day After Day.
0: Or day After Day. Sorry, Day After Day. What, I, did, I did write Day by Day on here, yeah, but Day yeah. After Day, you're right.
1: I was going like, what, from Godspell? I was thinking, <laughs>
0: yeah, I was just thinking, that's funny. That's another, but anyway, yeah, Day After Day. Here we go from Badfinger.
1: so much i karaoke did afterwards
0: oh nice yeah <laughs> it's a good song
1: it is a, it's a fun song to sing too it's a very good song but you gotta like uh start low mm. don't start high don't start high now you think like
0: do, 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 no. do, yeah. yeah you gotta do. you gotta start low
1: start low
2: work
0: mm. your way up yeah
1: but yeah very enjoyable and very well known well known enough that i know it
0: <laughs> <laughs> well it's certainly become better well-known like I think they kind of sank out of view in the 80s and stuff, but they've come back again. And folks, I decided what the heck. I was going to do a bonus What? Song. I know.
1: How is this the top five? I or?
0: know, I know, but I just, I was enjoying okay. doing this. So I chose a song by someone. This is a weird one. And that's why I kind of put it out of the list as well, because this is considered an Apple Records single only because it was given an Apple Records number in its American release. Okay. Other than that, it doesn't like it. This is weird, but it was done by a person who knew the Beatles uh, in Liverpool. She was a member of a group called the B- Bow Bells.
1: Okay.
0: The bow, like a bow in your hair, bells. And her name was Noli, Noli York, and she wrote her own songs. And for this for this one, she wrote her own song. She arranged it for the single, and then it was produced by a guy named Neil Harrison, who would later on play John Lennon in the bootle- bootleg Beatles. Oh. So there is a bit of a connection all around here. So, but I just like the song a lot. This is the B side to uh, the single. The uh, A side is called Cowboy. This is the B side. It's called Purple Flowers. And I just, I really enjoy this uh, kind of sound. So I threw it on here, going Just for the heck of it, why not? A little bit extra music. Enjoy.
3: Purple flowers. And April showers and things of beauty that I can see Are all in you Orange sundown and violet dust Clouds and moods of color I feel And they are all in you What would happen if my dreams fail Shattered pieces that could not tell a story Softly falling down, drowsy pleasure that's sweet and tender All in you Rain that's snowing like feathers flowing Remind me now of the gentleness that's all in you What would life be without you there? Guess I just wouldn't want to care for growing
1: reminded me i liked it but like it really reminded me of when i was uh in my late teens yeah and i would hang around musical theater people and one of the women uh girls whatever they would be at yeah. that age yeah um would say i wrote a song like, oh let's hear it <laughs> and it would be like very similar to that yeah yeah that kind of vibe sure 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 like- yeah, i forgot to say it's from 74
0: and, yeah. that song yeah right? yeah it's uh yeah it's, of yeah it's time for sure it's that like it singer, singer songwriter singer songwriter sound it's but...
1: definitely written by the singer yes
0: that's correct <laughs> yeah yeah no i liked it i see where they sorry that's okay i just found the 20 that fell in my pocket on the floor <laughs> let's put that back in my oh, pocket almost made 20 bucks I... <laughs> on this show. damn it my
1: patreon account is just hoping that you drop money <laughs> <laughs> oh we also are on patreon that's we do have patreon good. that's so, true all right true. i can't say we're not on Patreon. all right well i
0: hope everyone enjoyed the top five this week all right please feel free to send me suggestions it might take me a while to get to them but uh, i do it do like to not be challenged because that's not fair but i do like to uh make mixes of songs uh
1: and last last week on the show we did uh, we played Cine- cinephile uh and uh and and left a challenge Two people we did yeah you know, we left a challenge and people oh boy they responded to the challenge <laughs> it's good so our question of the week last week was uh, can you connect the actors paul newman and john c riley through their films kevin bacon uh, uh six degrees is kevin bacon style yeah and who's an actor you'll go to the movie theaters to see so i'm going to try reading these if at any point i get a little whoa because screens uh i will pass it over to you but for okay. for now let's uh let's do this. actually just to warm up just to warm up i'm going to take out the cinephile uh open the cinephile game just for a second and okay. i'm going to take out a card yeah and uh we're going to go back and forth naming movies by this uh performer that we see okay and we'll see if we can we'll oh. see who can uh, do more oh, okay
0: back and forth feels like this is a fix you're taking the first card no, i'm just joking just, you know, do it's, the, a the it's a fair <laughs> point it's a fair point you're right fair dinkum let's go uh let's okay. go here okay ready yeah
1: okay do you want to start or do you want me to start you can start okay uh robert redford okay robert redford uh butch cassidy
0: and the sundance kid that's a good one i'll guess i'll go with three days of the condor okay. oh sorry Is that right? no three days of the condor yep. yep all right then i'm gonna go with the sting okay the sting i'll go with the candidate
1: i'm gonna go captain america winter soldier
0: i'm gonna go <laughs> i'm gonna go um um boy what's that one called i'm gonna go the natural okay i'm gonna go avengers endgame is he in an Avengers anyway? Yes,
1: he is, because uh, they they go down to the bottom of the uh, the the Avengers Tower, yeah, and it's where Loki escapes, and okay. they run into Robert Redford. Yes,
0: I'm going to go with the Great Waldo Pepper.
1: I'm going to go with um, uh, what was it? Oh god, damn it! That's not that's not correct at all. Damn it! I was also I'm now going for the Twilight Zone episode, okay. but that doesn't count because it's not a it's not a movie. <laughs> uh, oh um. Of course, uh, uh, the thing that uh, uh, all the presidents
0: meant. Oh, all, pre- all the presidents! That's a good one. Uh, I'll go with um, I'll go with um, Cuba. No, yeah, is that, is that what it called? Or Havana? Shoot, Havana. Okay,
1: and I'm gonna say you win. <laughs>
0: so oh, that's,
1: that's me. That's me drying up. I think.
0: Okay, good. Brains
1: work. We're good. <laughs> Could you think of any others? Did you have another one in your back pocket? Yeah. Do I have another one in my back pocket? Uh, a River Runs Through It? Okay. Or did he oh, did he disdirect it? I don't know. Now we're talking directing. Oh, but, uh. <laughs> okay. So going back to our, our Directing letters.
0: The Great Milagro Beanfield War.
1: Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Third Dragon uh, writes,
0: huh, good okay.
1: idea to play. Good idea to play. Oh, I'm good start, Ian. Uh, <laughs> good idea to play Cinephile on the podcast. Wow. Well, yeah, he did. I saw it being played on online stream, seemed fun. I gave it to Pia for her birthday. Ah, that makes sense, because I figured she could play it with Ian and Vicky, uh, or more if there's a gathering. Plus, I thought she'd enjoy the illustrations. Indeed. It's also Wes Anderson heavy, and it was a Wes Anderson-themed birthday party, so it was fitting. One of the, the other suggestion uh the game's movie actor seems playable on the podcast. We will look up how to do that and do it. You can also come up with your own rules, and we might do that as well. Um, there are also some user-submitted game ideas on the website, like Inglorious Bastards might work on the pod, too, and she shows a link to that, so we'll do that. As for connecting Paul Newman to Tom Hanks, here we go. First go. Okay. Paul Newman was in Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. Okay. Tom Hanks was in The Terminal with Catherine Zeta-Jones. Catherine Zeta-Jones was in Chicago with John C. Riley. Huh. There we go. All right, well done. So that's in three. Did it in three. Nice. Edward Joganski goes, ah, Nina beat me to it. (laughs) Uh, Stanley Tucci and Tom Hanks were both in Road to Perdition as well as The Terminal. So I feel happy to have that added on to Nina's solution. Uh, He just needs to uh, cut those onions a little smaller. Um, uh, Louise writes, I swear by almighty sneaky dragon, I did this without looking up. Uh, except to correct my spelling of Zellweger and Maguire, or borrowing Nina's Chicago reference. Paul Newman was in The Color of Money with Tom Cruise. That's true. Tom Cruise was in Jerry Maguire with René Zellwigger. Very true. That's true. René Zellweger was in Chicago mm. with John C. Riley. Nice. Well done. Edward Jurgansky, another one. This time, I thought of this while in the shower. Okay, everyone picture that. I think he showers with Dr. Pepper. Mm, I think he does. I think so. Um, Paul Newman was in The Hudsucker Proxy with Tim Robbins. Okay. Very true. I've got a uh, apron upstairs. Yeah. That's a Hudsucker Proxy apron. Tim Robbins was in War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. I don't remember that, but I'm sure. And Tom Cruise was in Magnolia with John C. Riley. Does this all make sense to you? tim robbins was in war of the Worlds. i know i'm trying to remember that i'm trying to remember what he played in war of the worlds i mean i believe you oh was he the crazy guy in the basement could be maybe he was playing the same character from howard the duck (laughs) aside from that i see paul thomas anderson's licorice pizza i saw paul thomas anderson's licorice pizza last weekend right after you guys discussed it on the podcast Mm. more dave discussing it i haven't seen it yet Uh, I love Anderson's films. I'm calling it now. Bradley Cooper is winning a Best Supporting Actor Oscar for his role as John Peters in that film. Brilliant film overall. I was really sucked in back to 1973, just as I remembered it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. He would deserve it if he won.
1: John H. writes...
0: Hello, John H,
1: and hello, gentlemen. He replies, uh, which is weird that he's replying to you, talking in the future. <laughs> Apologies for not writing last week. Well, we'll let it slide this time. Yeah, it was uh, the first week of my semester with all the usual uh, hustle. <laughs> And bustle. Ooh. Oh, well, okay. Well, if there was hustle life, it's inexcusable. But if there's bustle as well, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. Uh, since I'm more of a books and music guy than a movie guy, I'm not even going to try the actor challenge. To be honest, I have only the vaguest notion who John C. Riley is. I do know who Paul Newman, in. No, Newman is. He has the good salad dressings and dog biscuits. That's right. And also good um, Oreo
0: knockoffs. The okay. Newmanos. I love his salad dressings.
1: Surprisingly good Newmanos. And there the a, salad dressing is also Their good.
0: Italian dressing is... Mamma Mia! That's so good.
1: That's uh, not the spicy. <laughs> it's tasty. As for actors who draw me into the cinema, none. Well, really. If it looks <laughs> none, really, if it looks like a bad movie, mm. I suppose uh, that I would uh, give Julianne Moore and Helen Mirren more of the benefit of the doubt than most. Well, enjoy Red Two. Um, <laughs> also, in the old days, Robin Williams, Juliet,
0: Julianne Moore, in Red Two. Yeah,
1: huh? Yeah, she's one of the big stars of Red Two. Uh, also, That's in too the too many old- people. Too many stars. Mm.
0: Or you're over-egging that cake. Yeah.
1: Also in the old days, Robin Williams and Harrison Ford. Mm. Uh, so since I'm useless at this week's questions, I thought I might answer a question or two from the past. Oh. Gleaned from my ongoing Backwards Dragon project. Oh, I love it. Uh, in episode 512, 512, you ask if we floss regularly. Yes. I have clean teeth. Reminded of the moment early in Gulliver's travels. What? We're going back to Gulliver's Travels. Oh boy, this is great. Uh, in which Gulliver, in order to illustrate how clean he is in response to the enemy, uh, enemy's accusations on the subject, describes in detail how carefully he defecated in Lilliput. In uh, episode 509, you asked about a favorite biography. Well, I just finished Jonathan Bates' book on Wordsworth. And it was probably the best literary biography I've ever read. It's especially good on the relationships with Coleridge and Dorothy. By the way, an insight from watching "Get Back" and reading the book simultaneously: Coleridge is John, and Wordsworth is Paul. Coleridge, the visionary who takes too many drugs; Wordsworth, the great natural talent with a musical ear who lives in a uh, lives a long time but never really recaptures the genius of his youth. Oh, interesting! Uh, another good biography: uh, Jan Swafford's book on Beethoven, which describes in detail how Beethoven was incompetent and in every aspect of his life except the one in which he was better than anyone else. And another backwards update. It's actually not uh, so odd to experience Dark Shadows in reverse (laughs) because it just makes as much sense backwards as it does forwards. Um, Finally, I'm not sure. Did we ever review Tenant in our... uh... In our uh, no. thing? No, that's too bad. i would be good to go backwards. <laughs> uh, finally, my favorite moment uh, from this past week was Dave's slip of the tongue. Oh, yes. Apparently unnoticed by either of you in which he refu- referred to old country for no man. Yes. I also enjoyed the political commentary. Sorry for running so long. I'm happy Ian is on the mend after his fall. Thanks. Uh, thanks for all the laughs and for your honesty, compassion, and unapologetic obsessions. I feel like I've found a couple of kindred spirits, even though we don't know each other. But don't we? We do. We do. Anyway, yours, John. Uh, I mentioned that old country for no men sounds like a translated name for Why the Last Man. And uh, John replies, has it been on air in Japan? If so, we can ask the third dragon about the name. Uh, if it hasn't yet been shown that we have a suggestion for them.
0: It's funny, in my in my notes, in my book of notes, when I was listening to the show, the rail right on the top, it has no country for old men. I wrote, and I was like, uh, and, and then I also said, Noah... Uh, bachbaum instead of noah baumbach which is his name so apparently it was having a backwards day that day so i, I apologize for okay it. i was going to say something about it then i thought no let's let other people make fun of me that's more <laughs> that's more fun
1: peter airs writes uh genre heavy connection in three paul newman was in the sting yeah. and more with robert redford yeah. robert redford was in captain america winter soldier true yeah. with samuel l jackson samuel yeah. jackson was in kong skull island with john c Riley. yes true Uh, A couple of, and then, and then Kong was in Godzilla meets Kong with Kong and now it's okay. So now you can connect Paul Newman with Godzilla pretty fast. Um, To David, sorry if I sounded uh, contemptuous of all therapists in my note last week, Uh, I have had wonderful corrective and preventative treatment from psychotherapists and osteopaths and uh, physiotherapists, sorry, and osteopaths and would uh, heartily recommend their services. I've also enjoyed some complimentary therapy in the form of sound baths, where you lie on the floor as someone plays a gong. Hmm. Uh, The complex frequencies and musical noise somehow provide a shortcut to reaching a deeply relaxing meditative state without all the hard work climbing mountains, going into yoga positions, and so on. The feeling of being wide awake while your body uh, falls asleep is peculiar, but excellent uh, pain respite. Doesn't work for everybody, but it was a lifeline for me. Oh, so that's good advice. Um, yeah also, and
0: and by the way i was not offended okay just so you know peter i would i am uh, un- unoffendable I well cannot, he, he cannot he, offend me dave did put on his pearls and then clutched them <laughs> i did,
1: I did. He, 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 yes and that's true I did. then he pulled out a big fan and just like, fanning himself really <laughs> oh quickly. my by the way i'm just going to do on a side note yes uh i've been watching uh the book of boba fett enjoy it uh yeah. they got huts on the show yeah and one hut uh, takes like a little animal out and daubs his face to get the sweat off, and another one has a fan. And I'm like, they look like lizards. Why are they sweating? <laughs> Makes no sense to me. They're not lizards though. They're huts. Do you think that they have uh, skin like like uh, mammal skin because they look so in every other way like lizards? Yeah. But they but they have they must have sweat glands.
0: Yeah. Maybe they're like frogs.
1: Oh, do, do f- frogs sweat?
0: I don't know. It's the same here. They're like frogs. Okay. All
1: right. Also, um, sorry to hear that your trip to the UK may be canceled. Yeah. When you do come back, be sure to drop in on London's Cartoon Museum, which is just about to open a show on Judge Dredd. Ugh. Also, you what may a t- want t- to, time to miss. Yeah. You also might want to bring a pair, a few pairs of jeans to trade, as we'll probably have developed uh, to a, devolve to a barter economy at the <laughs> record <Ray> John. <laughs>
0: I was really looking forward to going to uh, the Tintin store in uh, London. Mm. I know that uh, I was going to bring some uh, Totally Tintin buttons and stuff. Oh. Give them to them to hand out to people who, you know, promote the show a little bit. Yeah. That's our job. That's part of our job in this world. Sure is.
1: But bring those jeans and some nice silk stockings and Hershey chocolate bars.
0: We got a nice comment on Twitter uh, complimenting our... Our extensive Tintin knowledge, yeah, which nice. is really
1: your extensive Tintin knowledge, oh, and wow. going, "What? Yeah, I guess." <laughs> but it was more than that. I mean, Dave, no. why's his hair like that? <laughs> you know that uh, dog, Snowball, Snowy? <laughs> oh, I guess Snowball will probably be as longer as than.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like that.
1: And uh, to Ian, sorry to treat your injury with such flippancy last week, <laughs> like me flipping on the ice. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Bringing that up. Uh, with the injury playlist, you sounded so chirpy on your first re- return. That's a sign things have gone wrong.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> I assumed things were going well. I don't know. Sure. i uh, Then on last week's show, I listened with horror as you recounted the awful time you were having of it, and I realized how insensitive I'd been. Sending you uh, healing good vibes and hopes for a full recovery. Well, that's very, very nice. Thanks, Peter. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, we put all that behind us. And wait a second. Peter's written a second letter. <laughs> uh, P.S. Here's some songs. Ouch by the Ruttles. Dizzy by Tommy Rowe. Where is my mind? The Pixies. Help me scrape the mucus off my brain. Ween. And I can't help myself.
0: The four tops.
1: Why, I oughta, you I've been Petered.
0: <laughs> I think he's referring to himself. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah, I should have also had Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Okay, very good.
1: Uh, Edward Dragansky writes, funny, I've been listening to the Ruttles and Apple Music all week. Ouch. Nice. I uh, love the Ruttles so Ugh. much. Cheese and onion. Yep. Always thought in the back of my mind. <laughs> Mick Elliott, supplier of delicious chocolate treats. Yes, thank you, Mick. Uh, writes, Winona Ryder and Nicolas Cage are connected by share. Mermaids, and Moonstruck. That is all.
0: <laughs> that was one of ours that we had. We had was a, it? Yeah, we had ah, Nick's went on right. It took, us, right. took us Took about four days to figure that one
1: out. Okay, damn, impressive, says Edward. Uh, send Mick a case of Turkish delight. Well, Dave's got the Turkish delight. I got the
0: Turkish delight. Yeah.
1: So. All right, and finally, Edward degrancy is back in his own letter this time <laughs> again. Uh, one actor comes to mind immediately uh, when I bypass uh, the price of admission on the way to the theater. It's uh, Jeff Bridges. Oh, yeah. As uh, as most actors, Bridges has a few misfires like R.I.P.D., which I'll admit I saw in a theater. But most of his roles haven't disappointed me. Tucker, Starman, Heller High Water, Fisher King, Seabiscuit, Big Lebowski, and the fabulous Baker Boys are all favorites that I can watch at any time. But the film that rises to the top of his has to
0: be Crazy Heart.
1: Which I have not seen.
0: I have not seen Crazy Heart either. I just watched the... Speaking of Crazy Heart... Mm-hmm. Like do you, well, I'm going to interrupt anyway. I watched a... You already have. It's on Netflix.
1: You're just interrupting yourself now. It's on
0: Netflix. And it's a movie called Wild Rose. It's about this Scottish girl whose dream is to become a country singer. Mm-hmm. But she is a bit wild. She's uh, she's kind of a wild rose. She's a bit of a wild rose. And uh, she, has, she has two kids. and But she's just getting out of, out of jail at the beginning of the movie. Uh, trying to get her life back together. And it's... But she wants to be a singer. And it's really good. And what's fascinating about it is the final song in the film was co-written by Mary Steenbergen, the actress. Oh, okay. Because she had an operation on her arm, and for whatever reason, after the operation, she could not stop writing songs, like coming up with like songs in her mind. And she just had to have some way out of it. And so she went to she went to Nashville and like worked with professional songwriters there. And they wrote songs. And one of those songs was chosen by this film because they needed like a big finale song for the end of the movie. Yeah. And this song was like the big kind of anthemic, you know, heart, big rousing song. And so they, they chose a song by her.
1: Could she write music before?
0: No. She had no skill at all. As a mu- she doesn't play an instrument or anything.
1: How was she writing these songs?
0: Just in her head. She just started coming up with melodies. So she was just singing
1: the mail yeah, melodies? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And she could not stop. It was just like a... It was interesting. I don't know if she's still doing it or if it kind of passed over time. It passed with time. That passing. A, that's a damn interesting story. But anyway, the movie's very good and it's available on Netflix, folks. Okay. I really wanted to see it in theaters, but it just didn't play conveniently yeah. close to me and I couldn't could make it.
1: Uh, I really enjoy films about musicians, maybe because I'm not one, but Bridges really pulled this role off. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, I watched True Grit all the way through uh for the first time love that movie somehow uh that one twice. got away from me years ago but again bridges excelled at the disheveled scraggly misfit he's so good at performing <laughs> i have a photographer who works with me uh when i art direct pardon me our photo shoots and he shot bridges a few years ago for something and had nothing but great things to say about him he's hollywood royalty and one of our best
0: agreed that's a pretty new role for him like that that kind of
1: grub it a gun but they grub it I'm trying we'll try you don't want shot we''m sure any a real nurse cards character I'm playing right now
0: that's kind of has become his thing now yeah. you know
1: well you go from you like, Hans- do watch
0: the jagged edge and stuff that's not what he's doing you no,
1: know but you go from handsome Pete to character actor yeah you know and oh, no, you it's, know what, he's
0: made a transition in a You just look
1: little. over you know he looks over at his brother uh Bo. and just goes oh, i should do uh roles that Bo would do and then bo goes how about roles for me like, well, why don't you play the handsome actor? And then he laughs and laughs. And then Bo goes, shut up! And then he calls for his mom. And it's like, stop ratting me out to mom. And like, you, stop shutting up, you dumbass. And then they fight. And then they're just rolling around on the carpet.
0: Yeah. Dad always called you a sea hunt.
1: Yeah. And then Michelle Pfeiffer just pulls them apart. Come on, boys, you knuckleheads.
0: A <laughs> couple of baker boys.
1: Knock it off. Don't make Catwoman get her claws out. Rawr.
0: I'm just trying to think of... I mean, Jeff Bridges is great in, of course, uh, The Last Picture Show. But I'm trying to think of, like, what movie did he do, like, from then to, like, The Jagged Edge? I don't know. Oh, Starman, obviously. Yeah. But what?
1: What was the sequel to The Last Picture Show again?
0: Oh, it's like the name of the town, isn't it? Probably. I can't remember. I'm sorry.
1: That's okay. You can find out.
0: Larry McMurtry, the writer of.
1: Yeah. I'll find out.
0: Don't yeah. worry about it. You find it out.
1: It's all fine. You're
0: looking for it right it's now? It's
1: all going Yeah, a sequel. Uh, it's called Texasville. That's right. Oh. Texasville. I thought
0: it was like the name of the town, but you know, Texasville. Well, you know, it's close. Also, another film directed by Peter Bogdanovich.
1: Mm-hmm. Thunder, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. That's
0: oh, that's great. a good movie. Yeah. Directed by, do you know who directed it?
1: Dave, do I know who directed it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Michael Simono. Michael Chimino, yeah. Chimino, Michael yeah. Chimino. Who went on to no, direct, also wrote it. Went on to direct the Deer Hunter and uh, and then destroy an entire studio with Heaven's Gate.
1: Oh, well, someone had to.
0: But yeah, apparently he was uh, well behind on filming and Clint would had to leave he basically gave him like a he said, I'm gone I'm leaving in three days. You have to have all your shots done by that point, because I'll be gone. And so then Chimino had to like stop wasting time and like dis- do like crazy like a huge amount of setups every day to, to finish the film yeah, yeah. but Quinn doesn't fool around It was his money it's a uh, mel pasto production that film so he was putting the money into it and-
1: it's almost like well, sorry on a completely other note i was yeah. just thinking like the six degrees of separation doesn't even work anymore because everyone does marvel movies mm. it just, i was just was thinking like could i connect robert redford with jeff bridges i would just do that in my head i'm just like yeah because
0: because <laughs> robert Downey jr yeah
1: no well no no, because, yeah, oh. Robert Downey Jr., that's right, but Robert Downey Jr. isn't in Captain America, A um, Winter Soldier. Oh. oh but yeah. Samuel L. Jackson is. Oh, okay. So you connect him mm, with yeah. those, like, yeah. click, and done. And we're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So where did he? Where did uh, Jeff Bridges uh, start acting? What was He started acting on a TV show. It makes a lot of sense that he started acting on this TV show.
0: I guess it would be Sea Hunt. That's correct, yeah. his dad, Lloyd Bridges, was on that show. That's right. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And I guess Bo Bridges started there, too. What? Yeah. <laughs> And Bo Bridges was the more and popular their, and, actor.
1: Yeah, and their brother, uh, their other brother, Flipper, mm. Flipper. Flipper Bridges. Flipper Bridges. Who then got his own uh, spin-off show. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And what about their brother, who later on had his own TV show as well? Nash Bridges. Right. Of course.
1: And Bo- then they all start together in the Bridges of Madison County. <laughs>
0: They played the Bridges in the Bridges of Magic's Encounter. And
1: then when they did their sitcom, which was the wacky sitcom Bridge Mix, yeah. and no one wanted that. That was just.
0: <laughs> terrible. I love Bridge Mix. <laughs> Such a crazy. Didn't even
1: make sense because their name is Bridges, not Bridge. Bridges Mix. Yeah.
0: So. I was which I say.
1: hear that the Brady Bunch was based on, that
0: sitcom. Yeah, that's right. Totally based on Bridge Mix.
1: Or the Bay of Pigs. I'm not sure. That's what you're
0: going to call the Brady Mix. Oh, boy. The. <laughs>
1: Were there any uh, emails, Dave?
0: Um, there was actually one more comment Oh! on last week's show. Oh. Not last week's show. The show before on 527. Oh. Oh. Check there. Look at the very last comment, and okay. you'll find I a gotta comment get there.
1: I've got to I gotta get back to things. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, try, my, try my best, Dave. Try my best. You,
0: you're not trying very hard. I'm really you're trying slow, hard. Going very slow. Oh, I'm trying hard. Everyone's Here waiting we go. for you. Okay,
1: just wait. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so uh, was, the, was it listed the final cut? Is the Joseph uh, M. Boylan? Is this what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Joseph M. Boylan writes about uh, the week before. Uh, now, of course, the week before, our questions were uh, others, other questions. They were about what's a crafter hobby you appreciate and what's the best or worst concert you've ever been to? Okay, so back to uh, Joseph M. Boylan. Uh, both this week's show and last week's show were excellent. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, glad to hear Ian's back, though, and on the mend. Again, thank you was very glad to hear it slipped last week that Completely Beatles is making a return. It is, uh, as soon as I have the focus to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the airport uh, cafe pie, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, rest in peace,
0: rest <laughs> in pie. R.I.P. R.I.P. Pie. <laughs> uh,
1: I heard on another podcast yeah. or maybe radio show of a small airport up in the Pacific Northwest mm. that people fly to specifically for lunch. Don't know if it's the same airport you fellas were referencing. Yep. But it'd be odd. Aw- yeah. But it would be odd if there was two small airports in that part of the world known for their cafeteria's food rather than their aeronautic aeronautic, yeah. services. Um, the hobby craft I really appreciate is any kind of woodwork. And the best concert I've ever been to. U2 in Philadelphia in October of 2005. Worst concert. Rolling Stones, Philadelphia, 1999, <laughs> had seats behind the stage. So not only were we staring at the backs of the bands and their amplifiers, but apparently uh, there was no PA facing the seats behind the stage. Most of the show sounded as if we were listening to the Rolling Stones being played on a car radio in the parking lot. Uh, and said car was parked 50 yards away with its windows
0: <laughs> rolled up. <laughs> not enjoyable. No, that's not enjoyable. Yeah. Is that the comment? That is the comment. Cool. Okay. Well, I've got one email to read. Please. This is from uh, Brent. Has been kind enough to write to tell us. Best slash worst concert is the uh, subject line. And okay. he says, I don't really have a worst concert to complain about, but my all-time favorite concert was in about 1970 at an outdoor venue in Claremont, California mm. at one of the colleges there. The opening act was Eric Burden and War, and they were great. Did they spill the wine? Did they spill the wine? Uh-huh. But the but the Youngbloods were the top billing, and they were wonderful. Their album Elephant Mountain had just come out, and they played all those songs plus older hits too. That was my first concert ever, and although I've seen great concerts since, their first one was the best. Oh. yeah, I'm a big I'm a fan of uh, the Youngbloods. They they're kind of interesting. They're a, they're an Eastern act. They have a kind of have a kind of um, Western sound, I guess, like a a West Coast sound, I should say. Okay, Probably better to put it that way. Um, the lead singer in the group, I think his name was Jesse Colin Young, was a friend of like Michael Hurley and like a lot of the Rounders. Michael Hurley, like, kind of, they all grew up in Bucks County together, so they were friends, and that's why when the Youngbloods were very popular, Jesse uh, Colin Young kind of lobbied to have their own record label as part of Warner Brothers, and so they started Raccoon Records. And then he first one of his, the first person he put out was Michael Hurley. He put out two Michael Hurley albums. Uh, armchair boogie and hi-fi snock uptown oh cool which is one of the greatest album titles of all time by the way yeah <laughs> so that's uh and actually one of the very first records i bought that kind of off, off my beaten path was uh, a record by the young Bloods called rock concert which i might have bought because it had rocks on the cover <laughs> and i just thought it was kind of a funny thing but it was like a live album and there's a song in there i just love and it's still a song i love called josie ann by um by the young Bloods and it's just and it was kind of new to me, like I was just, I was just sort of like kind of moving out of my 80s music phase as a listener. Because, you know, I, as a teenager, I'd kind of like thrown out all the old, all the stuff I listened to as a kid, like any kind of 70s music and whatnot. And I just became like fixated on what was new and what was happening. And then as I started coming out of my teens, I I started to kind of re, uh, re-familiarize myself or even like learn about because I never knew, I didn't know who the Young Bloods were. It was just it was a five dollar record. And I thought, well, that's yeah. worth that's worth a chance, and I bought it. And I already liked it, so yeah,
1: excellent. So take a chance, take a chance, as Abba has told them.
0: Us. Yes, yeah. So thank you, Brent. That was really cool. So question of the week this week,
1: uh, do we have some in the pipeline that we were going to uh, use?
0: Well, we do have uh, Brent's suggestions. If you're if yes, you're, please. But we have to come up with one, then okay. we can use Brent's. All
1: right, let's hear Brent's first, and then, then go from there. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask a question. Okay, um, uh, uh, annoyingly, uh, your family's been touched by uh, COVID this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, have, how have you guys out there been with that? Has has it hit you? Has it dodged you? Have there been any close? Uh, you know, uh, oh, almost got it. may got it. Done, got it. How's, how's it been for you? So you know, uh, have, have that, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, you're doing okay. <laughs>
0: um. All right, so Brent's question yes. is, what do you grow in your garden that nobody else grows? What do you grow in your garden that nobody else grows?
1: Okay, resentment.
0: <laughs> rosemary. Love grows where my rosemary grows. I anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. uh, I just want to add, this is this an older email from Brent. Uh, I just want to add that I listened to that Al Franken podcast interview with David Letterman. Yeah. And it was really good. Oh,
1: okay. I got to listen to that. It was
0: really good because Letterman is usually not very forthcoming mm-hmm. talking to people. He tends to deflect a lot and dodge a lot of stuff. I mean, because people often will compliment him. Which is, he's not interested in compliments from people. But he really treated Al Franken like, a, like an equal. Yeah. And told some good stories about the show. There were stuff that I'd never heard before, and Al Franken had never heard before, so he, was w- cool. All right. he enjoyed it as well. well note to myself, too. Uh, so yeah, it's a good, it's a good. Uh, I, I listened to a. Uh, uh, he also had a um, Jim Gaffigan one, yeah, which I listened to, and I haven't listened to any other because a lot of them seem very political. And I'm not very interested in politics okay. that way. So, but did you uh,
1: hear last week's show? Jesus,
0: <laughs> was it very political? You. I was. Yeah,
1: like, I'll tell you about the thing. And the <laughs> thing and rah rah. I'll tell you about I COVID. Mean, you were just going off on Spiro Being, Agnew, and I was trying. Know. I was going like, but wait, Frank Sinatra said he was a, a champ. Creator of
0: the deep state.
1: The gentleman was a champ. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was wrong. I was wrong, apparently. So, okay, those are our two questions.
0: But there we go. We do have questions, everyone. And so here's what you can do. You. Yes, I'm looking like at you. It. Or Looking through this microphone directly into your eyes. And I'm saying to you that you can go to the website, which is called SneakyDragon.com. And there you will find this episode. And there you can answer our questions. And if you don't want to do that, you can send us an email. Emails can be sent to SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. Hey, you don't feel like writing emails? Want to be short? How about 140 characters? We're on Twitter at Sneaky underscore Dragon. You can go there and uh, leave us. I think I left out a whole part of that word. (laughs) Underscore. You can go there. You can talk to us.
1: You're talking to the wrong guy.
0: (laughs) And uh, don't like Twitter? Find it too constricting? Well, how about Facebook? We have a Facebook page. It's called Sneaky Dragon. You can go there. Hey, don't want to talk to us on Facebook? (laughs) Just want to give us some money? Oh. You.
1: What a weird thing that is.
0: You can go to Patreon. And uh, you can leave us money there. And you can leave us comments there as well. Yep. You can leave a message on Patreon. And you can uh, pledge some money. It doesn't take very much to help us along with the show. To fill
1: up the little dragon bank.
0: We appreciate it. That's right. Everyone, think of your contributions. Bring right into a dragon. So, oh, that was loud. Sorry, I apologize for how loud that was.
1: <laughs> but let's make it louder.
0: <laughs> so, everyone, thank you for uh, listening to us ramble on this week. Uh, it's We appreciate it. We do. We appreciate your kind attentions. Uh, we love you when you're here. We miss you when you're gone. Come back again.
1: We hate to see you go, but we love to watch you leave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, wow! Took a turn, everyone. Took a turn to harassment. <laughs> and on that. Yeah, we got a meeting
1: in HR after this. <laughs> we have to go. On.
0: Oh boy, we're gonna have to go through. Like, Thanks, Luddy, and we three week, week course, course that Workshop. Oh, three week course. <laughs> on home, brother. Not harassing listeners. A lot of trust falls, or as they say on the CBC harassing listeners they also yeah. say schedule you know why they're idiots but i love them so let's support the bbc as well yes, quit messing okay. with the bbc <laughs> in let's, England. let's support
1: the bbc we quit
0: missed quit messing with the bbc in england tory government you just yes. want to try and quiet quiet your critics you know what you're doing thanks everyone for listening to this show we'll see you next week true <laughs>